We are live. All right, so we're up and going. Finally. What's up? <laughs> so uh, welcome to uh, Painkiller Already, episode 197. Um, holy shit, that's a lot. Yes. And more? We got to figure something out for 200 somehow. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're going to have something good for 200. Kyle's uh, an idea, man. I don't doubt I it. Figure, I figure on my end, you've got video of like some indoor pyrotechnics, some um, some confetti, and maybe two strippers wearing masks. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but that's just going to be for the intro of the show. That's all I got. Yeah, on, yeah, on my end, I will hire clowns. I'll hire clowns for either side of me, and um, they'll make party jokes and balloons. You know, you can hire a juggler. Hmm. Well, I guess you could. <laughs> if you um, wanted to. I, there was hosting a children's me. party? Yes, exactly. So so at one time, I was planning like this huge party, and it wasn't like a the party you think. It was going to be like a blowout Easter party, mm -hmm. if you can imagine such a thing. But I was like, let's make it the coolest fucking Easter party ever. We'll get one of those giant inflatable things that you climb up the back and then slide down at one of the big inflatable slides. We'll get like a bouncy house, fucking jugglers, fire swallow, like the fire breathing guy, whatever the fuck he does, dunking booth guy. We'll get the whole thing. And it like, this, this is a party for adults. Yeah, yeah. And this whole like festival that we were gonna plan was still only gonna cost like two grand because you can or, you can get all of those things from the same comp company in a big package. I think we even had some camels to pet. Wow. Well, if you got a camel, that would make a really good webcam for episode 200. What if I was sitting on a camel for episode 200, just kind of clip-clopping around the camera? Just. It sounds like more fun than the original <laughs> Easter and the events that preceded it. It's just my call. It, was it sounds like you're going to have more fun riding around on a camel than people are watching. <laughs> all like, right, all right. This goddamn idiot's been riding around for four hours. <laughs> so, um, we, the two things I wanted to say. Uh, one... Uh, we were going to have a guest. We were going to have Boogie on, and we still hope that he shows up, but we've been waiting for over an hour for Boogie to come, and uh, it's not happening, so... Uh, Boogie, gosh darn it, where are you? And um, the other thing is we have a sponsor, Squarespace. I think it's the last week in which we're covering Squarespace, and we have a bunch of like cool things to say. Uh, first of all, here's the deal. We're running a contest on Squarespace, so... Uh, very important. Very important. Pay attention. <laughs> there are two things you need to know. The offer code is PKA. If you do that, I think it's 10% off making a site. If you tweet your site to at Squarespace and include the hashtag, which is also on the on the side there, uh, PKA SQSP, like PKA Squarespace, then um, you can win a free year of hosting on there. So if you'd like to do a site, if you'd like to you know, check it out, we have a coupon code and we have an opportunity to get a free year out of Squarespace, which sounds pretty cool. Uh, they, they make websites and they, they are the best at what they do. And we had an idea for a site too. Kyle? Yeah, so... Not so much our own idea. No, but. not at all. Um, <laughs> um, like like like, uh, like all great ideas, we um we we're standing on the foots uh, on the on the shoulders of giants, really. Um, JapaneseBuckFights.com is for sale. The uh, the hosting is like you could buy that website. Uh, the minimum bid, however, is four thousand U.S. dollars. And I mean, let's all get real. There's going to be a hot bidding market for Japanese buck fights. <laughs> I don't want to get into that game. Okay, I just mm -hmm. feel like that's a big waste of money. I think that like. You know, throwing four thousand dollars at the thing before you even got started would be a terrible business idea. But I think that we could start our own. Well, initially, I was thinking that I'd make my own little one-off bug fight. Um, you know, order a few, order a few bugs, get a terrarium, you know, get a couple cameras in my basement, and film this thing because I think it'd be fun. 
But then I was thinking, if we got Squarespace involved, what if we made our own Jap not Japanese bug fights? Because the last thing I need is some uh, is a whole other debacle. We thought you were Japanese. What the <laughs> fuck? You know, we so we don't necessarily have to do Japanese bug fights. We could just do bug fights. Now, here's what I'm imagining. It's gonna be our um, we're gonna voice these bugs and make a comedy fight out of it. So instead of like it being a serious fight to the death. Don't get me wrong. We're gonna have a serious fight. It's gonna be some dead bugs dying. involved. Yeah, dead bugs will occur, but we'll make it comical. So you'll have like the uh, you know the tarantula over here and the praying mantis over here, and it'll be like, ah uh -huh, you are in very much trouble, my two-armed friend. Ah uh -huh. and he's just like, you know, he, then then Merka Durka does the, uh, what's my praying mantis say, Merka? Uh, something racist, probably. <laughs> old South, Old South, go Old South with him. Gold South. Mm -hmm. I'm finna fuck you up, son. <laughs> yeah. we I go said back finna, so I ruined it. I, I think we could we could spend some time like uh, and edit the fight together and like instead of having it be like a eight minute debacle where there's like stuff where like one bug is scurrying in a corner and one bug is like looking up trying to escape. Like edit together the fight and then voice the characters and make our own bug fights that are different every time. So maybe Even one better. time. You we can do another thing where we edit the shit parts together with really intense music, like it's really, really good, but it's just a couple of bugs rolling around. Yeah, not much yeah that's an outtake video. That's a bonus video you got. Uh, you know, after every few bug fights, you get and, and play like da na 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 na, and meanwhile, like it's a centipede just kind of like drinking some water droplets <laughs> in the corner, trying to survive. Na 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 na. Just I'm, really boring. I'm shit. psyched. I think we can do a better version of bug fights than bug fights did. And it will Absolutely. be in English, which is quite nice. English. Yes. English. Yes. <laughs> and uh and maybe we'll win the PK the free year of hosting from Squarespace. Get on yeah. our level. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I want to work that out. I want to do that. Check them and, out and for sure. Uh, so but but he, Squarespace would be perfect for this because they've got that feature um, with with the photographs to you know uploading to the the website and everything because you that's what's gonna sell these bug fights those close up high res images of like the tarantula's face and like the praying mantis like with his little hook arm like wrapped around the centipede and his like jaws like eating at it and stuff that's the that's the real show. We can do I, tournaments where we have like a toothpick with a flag of a country on it stuck into a certain bug and battle better. tournaments. How like, oh, this? Japan beat the USA when this mantis beat a spider or something. doesn't matter. doesn't I've matter. None of this matters. Idea. I've got a great idea. You would have other YouTubers purchase and mail their own bugs to me <laughs> and voice the character for their bug. So we'd, be, we'd have a tournament. <laughs> so, like, if, like, Harley from Epic Mealtime might have some really, really big fucking tarantula and get him to do the, the voice of the tarantula. That'd be hilarious. Oh, what kind of bug would you be? Me? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Um, I want to watch like five episodes before I decide to see what the good ones are. It'd be funny you know, to, do I think... the, to do a Russian bug, but I don't know if there are any Russian bugs. You don't even um, have to win. I don't care which bugs are good. I just want the bug that most closely represents me. Am I a beetle? Yeah. Am I a praying yeah, mantis? Too. Is there some sort of grappling bug out there that, that, you know, I don't know, flips people upside down a lot or chokes them out? Like, I, I that's... I need to do some well, research. Well, the mantis chokes them out. Well, not so much choke out as decap, but, you know, it's the same basic thing. In... Yeah, I, I like the idea of a mantis. I uh, Maybe a giant bug. I don't know. What but... kind of bug represents you? Exactly. So I think we should go, uh, I'll link you guys up, but I think we should go to 
you know, quickly spend a few minutes doing this, but I think we should go to JapaneseBugFights.com and find the bug that most closely resembles us. Or really, I think you were right earlier, Kyle, when you said standing on the feet of giants instead of the shoulders, because I really didn't do much with this concept. There's a lot more to do. We, were, we are merely standing on the big toe of a giant, looking around saying we can climb to the shoulders and do our own shit. Good point. <laughs> um, All right, let's see what we got. I'm I don't know. So I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm taller than either of you, so I guess maybe a taller bug, maybe. I... I Am I Maybe represented I by a bug whose head is actually two giant pointy hands? Like this guy? Uh, I've also got like a, a pretty pretty crazy wingspan here. Like maybe I could be uh, a praying mantis. I, I like the way you're thinking. I, I like how confident Kyle is in his ability to be any bug he wants. I'm pretty tall, I could be this one. I got long arms. I could be this one. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> rationalize and, ma and right. make you understand why why I get to be the praying mantis. I have as many fingers and toes as most people. I could be a millipede. You could. <laughs> Very few. I think have I want to be one of these giant My Hercules beetles. I deserve to be. They a look like they'll dominate. More. You want to be what, Merka? I think it's called like a Hercules beetle. The really big ones with the super hard shells. I think they would do Ooh. really well in these fights. They've got that. Um, I think they've definitely right. got giant beetles Yeah, I'm looking here. at it right now. But I'm not sure if that's as giant as the other giant insects. <sighs> anyway, this I want to put together really a Squarespace bug fighting website and see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, we're going to fight bugs to the death, and I have some great ideas, I think, uh, for, for how to make it work. I like the idea of, like, Woody having his bug. Like, that being Woody's bug in the fight, and, like, that being Taylor's bug in the fight, and that being, like, you know, Chiz's bug or whatever. Um, I think that would be fun, and I think it would be fun if they, in turn, voiced those characters to the best of their ability and, and came up, we came up with a little comedy bit for it and made, like, three-minute videos of bugs fighting to the death and put it on the Internet. I would, I would be totally down for it. We could put it on the Internet, and we could even use it to pimp the website that we put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we would need. The more we talk about this, the better an idea it sounds. I think they should be hosted on the website. Yeah, it, it could be the PKA website that we've already started. It could have a bug fight section. That's what we're talking about. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. What could we call the website? Oh, I we think could call we already it have it. I think it's bug called fighting. PKA Online or something. We could probably get a redirect though for like you yeah. know. It's PKA online. We could make mm. more websites and stuff, but I think we already have mm -hmm. um, a website that it we can go make under. as many as we want through Squarespace. That's what's so great. As many <laughs> as we want. I think they'd hook us up. Squarespace yeah. really is good. Um, I, I think if we do this Japanese bug fighting thing, or it's not going to be. Ja let's drop the Japanese now. It's, yes, it's there's not, going to be all <laughs> kinds of racist uh, um, accents yeah. on this. It's yeah, gonna... not just the Japanese. There's yes. going to be. That's going to be German bugs! Ah! <laughs> We're going to have Jewish bugs, Japanese bugs, Italian bugs, English bugs, American bugs, southern bugs, redneck bugs, surfer bugs. There's all kinds Mexican of bugs. bugs. Mexican bugs, for sure. Uh, we, I'd love for him to like begin his life in a jumping beam. What if we had a scenario where like we had Mexican <laughs> bugs represented by fire ants? Like coming over like a sugar cube border, and, <laughs> and we had like some um, 
And we, I don't know, we had like some American beetles like protecting it, like fighting them off. <laughs> I know, feel I'll like put in others. Like, what if we threw, um, like, a Japanese beetle, like a Hercules beetle, against, like, a garter snake and see what happens? Ooh. I'm going to wager on the snake. Now, so here's there. the thing. Like, like, I think when we start getting actual, like, reptiles and mammals involved, it, it becomes cruel. I think we definitely need to stick to arachnids and insects because there aren't any protection agencies for them for the most part. Though, I mean, you know. Dude, this is a slow, slippery slope. How do you think Michael Vick started? <laughs> yeah, exactly. fighting in his backyard. Eventually, we're gonna get there, and then, we'll get there down, <laughs> and then we have to make right. a brand new website with Squarespace. Then we put a snake oh. in there. Then we put it like, well, obviously snakes beat rabbits, but how do snakes do against, say, small dogs? Yeah, and then eventually <laughs> we're well. just like, how Not many well small dogs could Hope take? Huh? And then we'd have to wager that and you know, yeah. see how she did. And before Turns out long, I thought. <laughs> nope, I knew she couldn't handle eight. Glad I bet on against her. <laughs> Glad I took the under on that one. Uh, Kyle, I have it on good authority that you have the capability to put I desk pops over there. Oh, shit. Where's my desk pop gun at? It's... It's... No, no, that's not the one. It's not the right... not this, this one's no. not loaded. Hang, hang on, I've got one. <laughs> It's a fucking Glock. That's not, <laughs> it. That's not it. We have a, we have a gun just for desk pops. But if you don't know, Taylor, the notion is that Kyle can do a desk pop every topic change. Oh, yes. well, that's safe. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it, it should be safe. If he is can he in find his basement? His, I think he is. I think he is. I think the way that um, Kyle used to. S Beyond, uh, am I giving away too much information? He used to be on the main floor, and then he moved to the basement because uh, I don't know. They like to have their own space. God damn it! Shows an hour late, and you don't have the gun. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in all seriousness, is... yeah, that that bug fighting thing seems like it could be really funny and easy, which is most important. Mhm. Mm I I yeah. I don't know what Squarespace typically does for DDoS protection, but I'm guessing that if I'm involved, we'll test it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come up with a solution pretty quick. I don't mean to brag, but I'm kind of a world leader at getting DDoS. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we will quickly find out what happens. Uh so he just has one gun there laying there for show. For those of you just listening, he's got an M4, it would appear. It's only a tiny little thumbnail pick. But just laying on his couch. Uh -huh. and then... Oh, that's... I... He told me about that. Oh, I'm going to totally screw this up, which is tough because gun people love to point out mistakes. But I think it's a 458. Does that sound like a caliber? It's not a common one. And uh, it looks like an M4 variant or AR-15, which is like... I don't know. I can't tell from here. Looks like a gun you'd use in Call of Duty. Yes. I like it. I like the steel barrel and the, the big scope on it and stuff. I have a neat gun coming my way. It's a 50 cal. I'm kind of excited about it. Oh, I didn't know that. It doesn't. I didn't. It does not look big enough. But then again, I guess I'll... You can do whatever you want. In Georgia. Wait. No, that one's a 458. Mine's coming as a 50 oh, cal. Oh, I thought you just said that one was a 50 cal. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, he already has a 50 cal. A really nice one. But, um, man, I was. I needed Kyle for my next topic. He's taking a while to get his gun for the desk. Oh, did he? Did you please tell me you found it? Did you find it? 
No. Oh. No clue. No clue where it went. What? Did, did is she on the task? It was down. It was here. I, I don't know what I did with it. I lost it. Well, you have another one. Just use a different gun. <laughs> <laughs> she got me this uh, this cap gun. That's what he's talking about. Just so everyone knows that it was a real fucking gun. But um, I don't know what I did with it. It's like a silly pink cowgirl cap gun, but it's really loud. God, we could have had <laughs> desk pops. This time, it's not even Kitty's fault. She enabled you desk pop capability. I don't. I don't think that really counts. I think it's pretty stupid. I think it totally counts, and it would have been awesome. <laughs> this is stupid. Now that I don't have the thing I wanted to do, like <laughs> I'm so bummed. Um, oh, do you want to go to our next topic? Uh huh. I wanted to talk about Wings' video today. Mm. Or oh, we can talk about 9/11. Either one is good. Uh, they both. Yeah, let's start with Wings. Okay. You know. So Wings uploaded a video today. Um, he said that he's been eating everything in sight for the last three days. He thinks he weighs over 415, which would be his highest weigh-in that I know of. Damn um, it. He says he wants to stop weighing in because it it um, he prefers it when he doesn't weigh in. He prefers, instead of weighing on the scale, he said he was happier when... Here, I'm going to put myself on the main screen. What he used to do is he just kind of fluffed his shirt like this to yeah, show how much smaller he got. Look at this. Look at all this right here. All this space in here. See this? Losing weight. Yes. And he wants like to that. go back to that measurement system instead of like a scale because it made him feel better. And um, uh, I, I, I'm just trying to remember. Like I remember when he gained the weight, but he didn't weigh in. He just weighed in like off camera because he does midweek weigh-ins. Okay, let me back up. Wings weighs in every week. I think it's supposed to be Thursdays or, or Wednesdays. And, um, but he, that's not the only time he weighs himself, like privately. He weighs himself privately all the time. And the first week he lost three pounds. And then I think he might have lost three pounds again. And then he gained all of it back. He said that he wasn't even cheating that much. I mean, sure, a few extra plates of food, but, um, but that's it. And to me, it was like jaw dropping. It's like, really? Like, like I, I'm trying to lose Six weight too. Six pounds in a week? I'm trying to lose weight too. I'm down 13 pounds so far, which makes me seven away from my goal. And um, yeah, six pounds in a week he gained back. And the, like the notion How of having like do that? extra plates of dinner, like two dinners for dinner is like, and, and and he considered that like moderate cheating, like not even that big a deal. How, why would I even gain weight if I'm just having a couple plates of dinner? It's like you are, and, but for the last three days, he's been eating everything he sees nonstop. And he thinks he's up no, to 415 uh, compared to his 412 starting weight, you know, that we know of. And uh, um, and he's just kind of completely fallen off the wagon. He also skipped his walk yesterday, but he walked a day, so he's back at that. I um, I don't know what to say about this, right? Like, it's... it's... I'm going to lose every bet. That we made last episode or PKN or whatever. How's <laughs> in the money? <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it, it. So I won the if I if I have it right, I won the first one, and then the second one since we didn't pay became like a double or nothing situation, and it's nothing because I'm totally lost it. Making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> so Shit. so I bet four wings, and he he came through the first week and not the second. All it took was that twenty five dollar gift card for Zaxby's, right. <laughs> and he completely fell apart. I uh. called it like that. You like think you made that. that happen? Yeah, I made that happen. <laughs> You're terrible. Um, 
I didn't do that. I did not. That would have been awful. I was considering it. There's a lot of things that I've considered doing to wings, just as pranks and practical <laughs> jokes. And I'm not gonna give them away here, but like I know they're they're great. They're yeah, like there's stuff in the. One of these days, I'm gonna have some free time, and like <laughs> somebody's gonna be willing to split the gas money, and we're gonna get up some hijinks. I have to look and see if he's even remotely on the way to your house. If he's he... not. I, I've, I've already looked at it. He's right, not. that's right. He's just like, totally... He's like a four-hour fucking detour. That's Myrtle Beach, man. That's a six-hour haul. Like, we were talking about it the other day. I was like, we could leave early in the morning. Like, I'll drive there. I was, I was talking to a girl. I was like, you, you drive back. I was like, but it's like $200 worth of, like, material yeah. and gasoline. and South like, Carolina I, is right between North Carolina and Georgia, right? But mm-hmm. it turns out that a round trip to Wing's house is not that much different than the delay of going through his house to Kyle's. Like, it's totally out of the way. And you know, we just haven't done it yet. But, yeah, we've got some great prank ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <Fantastic> <laughs> ideas. Um, but the... Oh, they're not hurtful, destructive pranks. Like, he wouldn't see them. No. If it, they would help his videos, if anything. No, yeah. It, it just wouldn't... stuff that I think needs to be interjected into his videos. Just like, you know, I used to interject stuff into the FPS boot camp videos. I like coming up with mm-hmm. silly things to throw into videos and fun things to do in videos that are just right fun just, to see. Like in case Wings is watching this, if you were to see the prank ideas that we have, you would like them too. You wouldn't yeah, feel picked yeah. on. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. You'd you'd want to fake it, but but I want it to be a real prank, and and you're gonna love it. Yeah, great, exactly. So um, uh, I wish I knew what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'll type I'll type it to you. <laughs> Uh, I can do but, it if yeah, you want. I don't think we should be able to change the bet. Because originally I was saying that if he maintains his you know, public weigh-ins, that he'll trend downward. But since he's no longer doing that, I'm really, I, I guess I have to bet against him. Because if he's not public weighing in, then what's keeping him honest with everybody, you know? Nothing. Nothing at all. He's, um, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's like an alcoholic, I guess you could say, and he's fallen off the wagon. Yes, exactly. Man, it sucks. He's fallen off the wagon, and um, I, I, there were, I just don't understand. Six pounds in a week, he has to be mistaken. He couldn't have gained all of it back. Well, it might, I don't know. It, it's see the thing is this: wings can, um, as a big guy, I feel like his water weight fluctuates more than a normal person's. Right? You know, like, you know how you probably change your weight maybe three to four pounds on the daily, right? Mm-hmm. For wings, that number could easily be six, right? He's twice the size of you. He, he it could be uh, eight pounds, you know, daily, just in like different fluid and poo and whatever. Um, <laughs> so, how many different kinds of fluid are coming out of wings? <laughs> he cries. <laughs> he's got pee. He's got poo. That might and sweat. That, I think it'll cover most of it. And then the other thing is, don't well, forget, really for he's taking X-lax for his weigh-ins, right? So all he really needs to do is, like, not be on X-lax, and that could be a few pounds, too. Man, I, I'm, I've never taken a laxative, that, but I'm under the impression that they are not good for you to just be willy-nilly taking. Like, I, they, that can't be good for you. I've never done what he's doing. I had a colonoscopy once. And that was a like medical grade super laxative. That's a, just a terrible experience. But um, I I don't even know what X lax does to you. I like is it like that? Because I wouldn't do that <laughs> willingly. <laughs> I wouldn't do that at all. 
Um, <laughs> you got to have your next full day planned out before oh, you take it. Dude, <laughs> no yes. surprises. Like all night. He and... talks about his poop so much. Did you hear him tell his childhood poop story the other day? Uh, probably. I probably okay. heard him. It, it, so he's... here's here, here's the gist. Um, this is classic wings. <laughs> this is a classic wing story. I love these. This is why I watch his videos. So video, his videos are great. Like 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 I, we talk about him a lot, and it's because we watch his videos and we're fans. I really enjoy Wings' videos. Um, and and here's why. Here's a story he recently told. He said that as a child, he he didn't like the place that they were living very much, and there wasn't a light in the hallway. And I think he said that that scared him or uh, or something like that. And so he didn't want to go to the bathroom at night. And so he went a really long, like a, a period of days without pooping. Um, you know, I don't know why he didn't poop in the daytime. I don't know why he didn't poop the same time. Like he took a shower, you know, poop and then shower. Um, I don't know why he didn't poop at school. But he went days without pooping, and he got extremely constipated as a child. And he had to go to, like, the ER, I believe, or at least to a, a medical doctor. And they had to, you know, sort him His out. His grandma just didn't loosen him up real quick? Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was too tight then. That was before she loosened oh, the in his teen years. Wow. Um, that, that, I made that part up myself. But um, but you know he had to go seek medical attention, and I believe that was the beginning of his like fun with laxatives. And ever since, it seems like he's been really in tune with his pooping, and like. He, he, that man knows more about his butthole than, than, than <laughs> that, most. Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like <laughs> my I, proctologist could, ha, doesn't know that much about his own asshole and bowel movements. Like I, this guy, like he can tell you some stuff, man. He's got more butthole stories than a fucking porn star. It feels as if pooping occupies a very large portion of this man's life, right? <laughs> like, pooping is just something I, like, take care of a couple minutes, I typically every morning. I imagine him pooping on a giant scale, the kind that, like, bat, like a balance beam, and he's like, 14 Keurigs! New record! <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just seems like he's always involved with, like, X-lax or some sort of diuretic or, or constipation, and, and he shares it. He share Dude, let he me tell you this it. story. I'm, enemas at, too, right? At the enemas, yeah. At this point, I had known Wings of Redemption for like three days or something, right? Like, I don't think we had even done our first <laughs> dual com yet. I was just kind of like reaching out to him, like, "Hey, you said you wanted to do dual coms with fans. Would you like to do one with me? Here's my channel. This is my background, etc." And um, like, this might have been, you, you know, my first dual com. It's the one where I gave the tip about that spot and and um, on that cloudy rainy stupid map i'm on for two anyway underpass I, overpass something like that yeah thank you so right before that dual com he's asking me woody i got a shit how can you make that happen like you know what do we get what are we gonna do about this and i'm thinking i don't even know this man like i i, I don't know the first <laughs> thing about wings are like i, I watched I a couple of his it. videos but you meet him in person and he's asking me for pooping advice and uh, I, I'm like being polite about it. I'm like, I don't Dude. know. And um, I'm like, well, I like life cereal kind of does the trick for me. He's like, no, no, I need industrial grade stuff. And, and I was just like, what is happening with this man's bowels? And why is he sharing it with me? Uh, you know, people could know me for years and not even know that I poop. You know, it's just something you'd have to assume. You've probably never seen me do it. Yeah. I poop in the morning as soon as I wake up before I shower and not again until the next day. I have a schedule because I have a regular eating schedule as well. Um, every morning I poop. Like there's no like, a, a, 
there was that, and, and, and remember I told the story about when I shat all over that bathroom, and I explained in that story the <laughs> reason that happened is because I was staying with a girl, and her toilet was like right next to the shower. It was like shower, toilet, door. It was a really small bathroom in her apartment, and I didn't feel like I could poop there without maybe sneaking up the bedroom. So mm. I was like, well, maybe I, I'll be fine. I can make it home. I really don't have to go. Bad mistake. Oh. No. That's <laughs> such, like, such a conundrum, though. You did what you had to do. You can't just risk a super awful shit right next yeah. to the bedroom. Yeah, so now I keep a small set of screwdrivers with me so I can dismantle the floor of the shower and, and take like a crazy squat caveman shit that'll just immediately be washed down. No smell. Oh, for that. I thought you were talking about like the wings technique with the needle nose pliers where you kind of just get in there and fish it out. Oh, just, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you no. Know, you want a little bit of a twirl well, like you're... You need the screwdrivers because if you don't use the screw, then you gotta like use your foot to like help it down and push it through oh. the grating of the shot. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> on, on the topic of wings, is anyone else really bummed out that he's kind of? I I don't want to speak for him, but to me, it feels like he gave up on the weight loss thing when he's decided to stop weighing himself because it makes him happy or not to weigh himself and just like flush his. So sh like that he was, hasn't given up in so so here, here's his. I, I promise you, this is what's going on his in, in his okay. head. He has not given up on it. What he's giving up on is the high-pressure environment in which the fans are making him exist. That's what he thinks. He thinks that, he, he in his mind, he's still trying to do the weight loss and fitness, etc., but he's no longer going to put it under the microscope of YouTube. He's saying, look, I'm going to do this walking thing. I'm going to do the best I can in the meantime, but this weigh-in thing where you guys get to like see my failures you know, pound for pound, that's over. That's how I read his video. Um, and, and you know he's got a lot of big things that he's facing. Uh, he he's he talked about maybe going back to school to become a paramedic, which that's the first I've heard of that. But he's you know he's really got to get in shape if he's going to do that. He's got to drop seventy five pounds, which is very easy to do. And you know I I don't seventy five pounds that so if he's four fifteen now that would put him at three thirty five. I think that's yeah. too big. Yeah, if he got down to like two fifty. But yeah, I guess I was being too Paramedics too have to kind. do a ton of stuff. Yeah, I don't want somebody who's 3.30 coming to save my life, frankly. Exactly. Like, like if, if your job is to be a rescue 911 motherfucker, like you're a modern-day superhero driving your ambulance in and pulling people out of, like, you know, burning cars and patching people back together to keep them alive till they get to a real doctor, then you should be physically fit. Like, you shouldn't be out of breath when we get back to the ambulance so you can get my IV in. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Can Wings haul me up and, uh, you know, put, throw me on a stretcher, get me in an ambulance with his body, and then get an IV in? Not right mm -hmm. now. I doubt I could. I mean, I feel like you got to be in good shape. No, you could. I know a girl who's going through, like, it's a similar kind of training. It's like fire, rescue, EMT, something else training, and it's pretty physically demanding. Like, the other like, option is really interesting. So, so Wings is trying to make a choice. He has two past that he sees himself going down one take a loan get an education become a paramedic and for people that don't know I, I googled it the average paramedic salary in the u.s is 14 bucks an hour so so that's what it is about 28 grand a year um and then the other job pays 11 bucks an hour and it is what sounded to me like a like a, not a very great job it you take a valve you screw it on something and you turn the water on to the valve 
If the water stops it, you put it in one pile. If the water... If the valve stops the water. I'm sorry, thank you. If the valve stops the water, you put it in the good pile. If the valve doesn't stop the water, you put it in the bad pile. And that's it. Like quality assurance, do that. Uh, I think that the shift was 3 to 11, like an eight-hour shift. 3, 3, 3 p.m. Yeah. to 11 p.m. Just testing faucets? Or... Pretty much testing faucets. If you don't know what a valve is, it's a picture of pipe with a flat circle inside. And, you know, when in, this is... Beep. It's closed and open, right? You just kind of do that. I don't know if yep. you're doing a very good job. And he will just test to see how watertight a closed valve is for eight hours a day, so many days a week at 11 bucks an hour. It and is... you got to be fast in jobs like that. Like you fall behind and like people notice because there's other guys on this side and there's other guys on that side. My cousin had to work a series of jobs like that, like probably three or four. There was a job where he... He, uh, he load-tested shocks, so he'd take the shock from a car, he'd put it in this machine, the machine would compress it and then release it, and he did a similar thing, good pile, bad pile. And he talked about how, like, if you're not hustling... He did another thing where they were um, water pressure-testing uh, some sort of fuel tank, mm -hmm. and he talked about how, like, if you're slow, um, then, then there's people yelling at you, like, like it's because you're messing up their times, you know, it's... These people are trying to look good for the boss. They want a promotion. They want $15 an hour. And if you're slowing them down, then you're costing them money. And you might have a guy next to you who's ready to kick your ass. He won't flourish in that environment. I, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, not have confidence in Wings. But I feel like Wings would be slow, and he wouldn't give a fuck that you wanted to be fast. And, and, and look, I'm not. it's not about Wings not being, like, it is a bit that, that he's not physically fit, but I'm I'm saying like my cousin was physic was physically fit. Like he he's um you know he's, he's six foot two, two hundred pounds, and he's he's a strong guy. And this job would wear him out. Like every day he'd be done and he'd just be exhausted because he's just hustling, just going so fast trying to keep up. Now wings sounds like one with a valve where like it's really just arm movements, but still yeah, I, I picture wings stay, like, not on the responding job, well to a pressuring boss. You know, he would yeah. give a fuck you, you know, to to an authority figure. On the other it hand, just, this all seems like a shit route to take when all it would take to just get his channel like booming, well, relatively booming, is if he's stuck with a diet and three months from now he's lost a bunch of weight. Another person puts it up on Reddit or something, and then a bunch of people flood back and are like, wow, this guy's doing it, and it gives him a resurgence. Like, that's all he has to do is just stick <laughs> with the diet, keep weighing, and be successful at that. And People are going to watch that. It they feels want, so easy from the outside. They don't want to situate around the starting mark. They want to watch somebody succeed slowly, even if there are little bits of fallback. So I think people are going to be more mad at him saying, I'm not weighing myself anymore, as opposed to just saying, like, yeah, I fucked up. I ate everything in sight for however many days, and I'm you know, back up to my normal weight. I don't my... understand this eating everything in sight, because I have days where I eat a lot of, like, I'll have, like, a crazy meal, like, and then I'll have, like, some crazy dessert. But I don't gain pounds. Like, like, I literally the other night I ate like like half a blooming. I went to Outback Steakhouse and ate like half a blooming you onion have, and though. like, huh? Yeah, like not. But it's because you don't do that all the time. You've gained weight and lost yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah, I guess if so. you do that, you'll yeah, put on true. weight like any normal person. Um, me, I, I'm eating right now. I, I, but I'm not, talking about like the massive gain in a small period of time, like, right, like six right. pounds in a week. Well, that's got to be like water, I would right? notice yeah. that. So, um, uh, for me, I know a lot of people don't care about it. I lost 10 right away, and then I went on the trip, and I was only down 7, and now I've started just eating right. I'm not doing the juicing anymore. I'm just sort of eating right and exercising. I'm down 13 at the moment. And for Wings to say that he can't, like, he's actually gaining weight while he's trying to lose it, I don't understand. Like, 
just stop like eating extra plates or everything in sight for days and days and days. I get it. You know, he's like, you guys don't see the hunger pains. Like you don't see the hunger pains. You're the one, you know, doubling up on meals and stuff. Just freaking put your mind to it. And you know, lots of great things happen as for whether he, he shouldn't be a paramedic. One, he's too heavy for that job. You know, it, he, he yeah. just won't get that job. No one's going to hire a 400 pound paramedic. Get it out of your head. Even if you pass the court, you, you can't be a 400 pound paramedic, you know, put that paramedic dream of yours as a, a goal or, or a reward for achieving the weight loss dream. You know, mm-hmm. don't think you can do the paramedic route without doing the weight loss route. They go together. Um, you could do the other job and see how long you hold it. Or like Mercus said, <laughs> succeed on the weight loss, play destiny instead of fallout and you'll be great. You know, let's let's talk Destiny next. Okay. Um, Destiny talk. Bring it. Okay, so I initially didn't have too much interest in Destiny, only because I didn't know very much about Destiny. Um, but Activision emailed me the other day, and they said they were going to send me a couple free copies of the game, and they wanted to know what console I wanted it on. So I was like, but I don't have a next-gen console yet, so I quickly had to decide what am I going to buy. So I went with the PlayStation 4. And they're going to send me a copy. And so I was like, well, I should learn something about this game. I should see what this thing is I'm playing. So I watched the uh, the trailers and some of the gameplay. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really fucking fun. Um, it's three-person co-op. So I, I wish that Taylor had a had a PlayStation 4 or Chiz had one. I do have a PlayStation 4. What? Yes. I got one. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. I got to turn mine like on. fucking Destiny. <laughs> Dude, yeah, we, we could do that at PKA Plays Destiny. Uh, um, yeah, dude, I have, for I Destiny, this. I have no idea what Destiny is. Dude, so we watched. Let's the, watch the live action trailer. Can we just do it? Can we watch it and then we can discuss the trailer? Because okay. I yeah, love, let's, one let's, thing I love. One thing I love a, a ton is well made trailers uh, and commercials like the Halo, the Halo commercials, the Gears of War commercials. Like we've discussed them at length before. I love those. Like the ones that get you emotionally invested in a game, get you pumped, ready to kill the enemy, or ready to like, um, you know, become to take on the avatar of the character and like, yeah. you know, help him through his journey. And you know, Gears was the get best him his, at that. Get him his redemption. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of specifically. Is Gears. Um, you know, commercials that do that well are, are uh, I really enjoy those. And the Destiny live action trailer, it 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 sort of gets you excited about um, uh, the game in a different way. And uh, let's watch it. Let me let me try to pull. I'm this looking out. for it. I'm. I, I just went on their website. Like, it's only like two minutes long. Did you find the but right let's one? Let's make sure we listen. Is to it, it the live action cool. one? Oh, here it is. Yeah, live action trailer. Become Legend is what it's called. Yeah. Here's a link. I don't know about that tagline. I don't care for it personally. But Become Legend. Here, yeah. we'll watch this together. Hopefully, I don't copyright strike me. And uh, I'm queued up at zero. I'm going to turn some volume on. I'm already yeah, so it's zero. Let's make sure we're totally silent throughout it, because it seems that the people who listen to audio only prefer it when we don't commentate or describe what's happening. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Ready, set, play. Congratulations. Humans haven't been on the moon in hundreds of years. Nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live here. Tyrion's voice. Dying here is much more likely. Nice, pep talk. Who? 
Oh, man. There's nothing I hate more than an alien with no respect for history. Knock, knock. Who's there? Well, now it's a party. Music? Hmm. Something classical. <laughs> This is Venus, so awesome. Baby, this is a great trailer. It's making me want to play it. The song choice. I love the song choice. I'm slightly talking over it so, so I don't get automatically copyright struck. Uh huh. Anybody speak space turtle? I can say hello in any language. <laughs> Looks like he can say goodbye too. Is this out yet? Yeah, came out a few days ago. What do you think is down there? Uh, death. Theirs are ours. Let's find out. <sighs> I hate when she does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last great trailer. But that was a good trailer. Yeah. Great trailer. Yeah, it was it's a just the only thing with live action trailers is I get so excited by it that I like when I see the actual video game characters, I'm like, ah oh, fuck. They're they're like, a not little bit, that you far know? off. So that's what that's exactly what the characters look like. Obviously it's a video game, but that's what they look like. I'll tell you, so I haven't played Destiny yet, but I've been watching people live stream it. And um you know, I reserve the right to change my mind, but at the moment, I'm kind of done with COD and COD clones and first-person shooters and such. Like, I, uh, as a single-player game, absolutely. Co-op, I'm totally down, and I think it has a three-person co-op, which is great. As a competitive shooter, like what I did in COD for years and years, people fuss about the term competitive, but that's what it, it was to me. It was like every time I played COD, even though other people are goofing about, I'm like tryharding all the time and i'm kind of just done with tryharding i'm having a great time with mount your friends worms uh trials all those games trials um like that that to me is my current version of fun gaming uh to go in and like you know stress and try and lead the lobby in destiny or something like i'm just like oh, i don't want to do this right now i i'm i guess i've become a filthy casual to some extent yeah you are i like those games um and you know there there aren't any games that I'm passionate enough about right now in a multiplayer kind of way to yeah to be honing my skills at exactly dude when I first started playing COD I I I thought about COD significantly more than I thought about sex right it was like every day <laughs> I I would you know just think about it what I could do I'd sort of rehash the night before what went well what wasn't was I playing on tilt tonight I'm gonna do this I can't wait to get together with my friends and do this again and I had a group of guys I played with all the time coupled I would like go through different groups of guys and you know sometimes they were YouTubers sometimes they were not and, and we just put together teams I'd introduce my worlds to each other and I was excited about it. dude everything was COD to me I just loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. I'd watch, watch YouTube videos and get like specs and you know, COD 4 in particular, even going on further. I could tell you like the rate of fire, what happens over different hit distances, where the strength <laughs> of every gun lied, you know, the, the different nades as you go on, um, nades versus C4. Like I, I was an expert 
in COD because I had a passion for it that that was greater than my passion for anything else in life at the time. I see Destiny and I'm like, ah, I kind of did that already. You know, is there, can I just fuck about instead? <laughs> you know, because that sounds like fun. Yeah, but you, did you do it in space with cutesy little humor bits? Uh, and, I, oh, hey, when she does that, oh, the, don't the, get me started. See, I hear where you're coming <laughs> from, but I don't think you've watched as much live stream as I have. It's, no, it's the, the vibe to me is just like God. Like, all right, you go in, two teams, you're playing like deathmatch or something, some sort of capture the flag. I probably screwed that up. And, um, and there they are. They're all tryharding, you know? And, and like I was watching um, Gold Glove. I watched Jericho. And, and uh, when I was watching them, actually, they were getting very frustrated that they weren't performing as well as they wanted to, which, um, you know, for me, that's, that's how like 90% of my COD goes. Like I'll hit a hole in one every 13 games. And the other 12, I'm like, I know I'm capable of hole in ones. <laughs> Why don't I get only hole in ones? And, uh, you know, that's like... Um, <clears throat> That's that's my multiplayer online shooter experience. But as for a co-op playthrough, that is like perfect to me. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. I like I like how uh, I like the look of the game. It looks fun to me. It looks kind of like Halo, but um, faster paced and cooler. Did you guys notice Peter Dinklage voice as the yep. little flying thing? Yeah, no. that was awesome. What? Oh, that was Peter Dinklage, the the Tyrion, yeah, Tyrion. the robotic voyage, uh, robotic yeah. thing on his shoulder. Yeah. Yep. I didn't notice that. You got See? a Lannister with you. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm I'm down to play some Destiny. I'll set it up and I gotta set up all my recording gear and stuff like that again. Yeah. I have a I've still got a, I'm still, I guess like I guess I'll order the PlayStation 4 tonight. I wish they had a PC version. I would I would too. It, yeah. They say it's coming, but don't hold your breath. That's what I read. So it's gonna be like a Grand Theft Auto situation. Have you yeah. opened your PS4 yet, Woody? Yeah, I opened it a couple weeks. I just have like, <laughs> I pre-ordered my <laughs> PS4, like, months in advance. I got it the day it came out. In, like, two weeks or so, the box was bothering me, so I, like, hooked it all up, and I literally haven't turned on my PS4 yet. It's been... <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, 10 months, and I haven't Jesus. turned it on. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost I, a year. <laughs> I'm so excited for the new shit. <laughs> I was. I was really excited, like, before it came out, and, like, it became a passion of mine to, like, compare the what we knew about the Xbox One to the PS4 and, you know, the different kinds of RAM and, you know, such, and uh, now it kind of scores posted. Like, the, the PS4 performs better. Um, the things that make the Xbox better, like TV integration and such, I, I'm not loving. Um you know, hell, my connect, I think, causes us as much trouble as it does kindness. Like, we have one downstairs. Dog wags its tail, and suddenly, mm -hmm. like, Netflix is like, did you want to pause? Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, like, really happens, and it happens too often. And uh, so, Have you uh, seen that guy who made his gamer tag, Xbox Sign Out, that video? Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really funny. All the people yelling at him because he traps them in corners and it signs that seems like it has the potential to be a really stupid, bad feature. Didn't they do something to fix that? I like, don't know. Because people were yelling through them. I don't know. I, 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 I suspect know it was Xbox fake. One. I don't mean to like, you know, give that particular YouTuber a hard time, but I can hardly get my Xbox to listen to any of my commands. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're like picking theirs up in mid-game, like repeatedly. Mm, I don't think so. 
could be. It's just not that it's good. It's funnier if you believe, mm. you know. Yeah, mm. I was instantly skeptical. But Destiny looks, it looks amazing. It's just, like, I don't know what's after the, you know, the big question was, what's the COD killer? So far, COD is still the biggest shooter, at least on consoles. Nothing killed COD except people moving on to different kinds of games. You know, when you look at what's big on YouTube, it's not COD. You know, a, a very small, passionate group gives a shit about competitive COD. Um, but, like, PewDiePie is not playing COD. Uh, who else is a giant gamer? I don't even know. It wasn't really any game that knocked out COD. It's just, it was just boredom and repetition that beat it. Yeah. Like, there's only so much you can do. And then, like, Call of Duty, World at War, even, like, Modern Warfare 2 times... Even through the shit parts of Modern Warfare 2, I'm like, oh man, this game's so cool. You know, I'm gonna keep playing this forever. This is awesome, even if it has little problems. And then now, I couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah. Like it's just not. Inter- it's not interesting, despite the shirt I'm wearing. Like, it's just <laughs> not, <laughs> not good. Yeah, people are Zombies asking. Is still fun. Um, you know, are we doing a road to advanced warfare? And my answer is, I'd be down to do that. But I don't actually want to get it early. And certainly, like, (laughs) the the offers we used to make, like, I would genuinely pay $1,000 to get it two weeks early. Most of the time, we were very serious. Like, like I was was willing to pay, like, $1,000 to get it. For me, I was always willing to, like, do the deals we were talking about. But I also knew that the way we approached it, like, you know, $1,000 and split a whore, you down, wasn't the way that, like, a serious person would approach it. But, um... Yeah, I was totally down to to come through on my end. Now it would all be just for show. I don't. I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for early COD. Well, maybe I would because I probably won't pay sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, but... and I, I don't mean to dog on them too much. I think they work really hard. Um, and Advanced Warfare in particular has taken some risks that we haven't seen in previous ones. I mean, they're bringing back like the pick ten system. There, and then the movement is different. Um, a lot of people took offense to me saying that competitive COD should be closer to what the pubs play, but I, I haven't changed my mind. Uh, I just, they, they should do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, hmm. But Destiny looks cool. I, I wonder if it'll be a COD killer. I don't know. We said that about Titanfall. I don't know. I think it'll be a fun game to play. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, especially the campaign. That's the part I'm kind of down for. I wonder how long it is. I don't know. That's a good question. Because if it's like a four-hour thing, I'm going to have to pull pull back on the reins. <laughs> I'm hoping it's long. I bet it's I like post-10. Long- Plus, it, maybe I suck, but I, I usually take like, how long does this game take? And add about 25%, and that's how long it takes me. Oh, yeah. You're, you, you did have a bit of a struggle in um, Dead Space. Dude, what are you talking about? How can you, you struggle were... in dead space? I did. Kyle you did. Kyle couldn't fly. <laughs> Kyle couldn't dodge rocks. Kyle. <laughs> you have to fly like Superman like this through this asteroid field. And it was awful. It was no problem whatsoever. For some reason, <laughs> I really couldn't do it at all. I, I Like, I couldn't. Like, I, I mean, probably 30 or 40 fails. How like, dare you throw me under the dead space bus? I did fine. Like, I don't think I understood the basics of how to uh, to operate that character. It's interesting because it's kind of like the... Um, like it, it, People don't know. I've talked about how I'm bad at shooting things in the air with a shotgun. And now I'm not. But Kyle was like, there's just something wrong here. Like Even a bad shooter would hit 1 in 20. You know, the, 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 I don't know what you're doing, but once we fix that, you'll, you'll be fine. 
and last time I shot, we fixed it. Now I was hitting whatever, like five or six skeet in a row. But um, that's how Kyle was. Like Kyle's a much better gamer than that particular performance led on. I, I did. I, I bet just like thirty seconds of this is what you do, and he'd be fine. It was really horrible, and I got no help from Woody. Woody was the worst Dead Space partner ever. <laughs> he should have been telling me what I was doing wrong. We recently played Trials, and I was really shitty at that, but I've improved. I, uh, yeah. I put a lot of time into practicing, and I'm, I'm, I'm beat. Me and Chiz are going back and forth beating each other's scores now, so I've definitely improved and at that. I don't think I'm getting that. I haven't practiced, and I win, there's three of us, about 25% of the time. So yeah. not quite my share, but I'm in the game. Yeah, I want to unlock um so the uh, the the other bike. Yeah. And, oh, uh, you want to unlock it? Yeah. 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 I haven't unlocked. Yeah, it's a fun game. Before. Trials is a fun game. I, I don't know why I never played that. Um. But uh, but we did. That's what we did for PKA plays last week. We did trials. Yeah, it really was fun. pretty cool. Oh, a quick note on that. For some reason, my render. Well, I know why. My rendering wasn't very good because I used the like Nvidia encoder, so it didn't put load on my CPU. And now that I see the result of that, I'm not going to use it anymore. So in case people were curious about that. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish Trials looked better. I, I want to play some amazing looking PC games. That's me too. That's, why, that's where the idea for Destiny came from. I know it's not a PC game, but I, like, yeah. I, was, I was looking at like, the new games and like, what was cutting edge, mm -hmm. and I saw that. Um, I've been trying to think of good games for us to do for PKA plays that would be a good looking game on the PC and... I guess that Borderlands prequel thing that she has mentioned is coming out. That's probably our best bet. Oh, that'd something. be cool. I, I like that Borderlands. idea. Yeah. Um, something like that would be cool. But I, it depends what, what genre game we're talking about. Like, like I, I was thinking an MMORPG would be fun, but I mean, we could play World of Tanks. But I don't know how it... I I've mean, it played that. I... Okay. Yeah. I've heard of that. Isn't that like a cell phone game? Um, no. They've got a lot of different ways you can do that. Maybe they do. There's, I, a P, there's, a, there's a PC app and a, and a phone app, or at least there will be soon for both. I put a little money into World of Tanks, so I would be better than you. I, <laughs> I, I made a commercial for World of Tanks. I doubt your tank's as nice as mine. What, are you talking about a real-life tank? Because I can't compete with that. No, my in-game tank. Like I, I've got... I've got you know, a, a profile in World of Tanks oh. too. That that's all tricked out because, you know, they, they hooked me up. They hooked me up as well. I have my <laughs> I bet my tank is better. <laughs> I wouldn't bet against it. I bet your tank is pretty good. But um <laughs> They probably gave you the better tank. I no, I, I did a live stream where I played with subs and stuff. And uh it was actually a really bad experience for that. They were like <laughs> <laughs> the um for COD, you know how there's like whatever, like 10, 12 people in a lobby? There were like a hundred in World of Tanks. And they were just like immature, grating, horrible human beings who would like scream and, and be stupid. Oh, and then World of Tanks had another issue. This is Tanks' problem. When you come in, your mic is on full gain, like blasting out loud. And everything you say is abusive to the other people. Like it hurts their ears and you're, you sound bad because it's like... Um, I can't even do it because my mic is properly set up, but it sounds terrible, and uh, that just happened I'm sure all day. Fixed that now. Maybe they have fixed it now. That would be great, but they um, they had some tech issues. Goodness, it was terrible. Um, yeah, we can play World of Tanks. 
<laughs> oh, poor Kyle. Well, Kyle's like, well, I think that they are a, a, a great game. Great and that there are a bunch of annoying game. little shitheads ruining it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the uh, biggest problem wasn't a World of Tanks issue. It was my subscribers, really. <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> they were just jumping in and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, seriously? Like that? Or, hey, Woody, hey, Woody, hey, Woody, can I ask you a question? Hey, Woody, hey, Woody. And those people are well meaning, but they're also stream destroying. So. Have you guys played Wolfenstein? Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Well, I, I watched a bunch it. of videos on it. God damn it! The one game, the one game that I've played recently that I could talk about. I have it on PC. I just haven't played it. Like uh, oh, when, when, the, when the Steam sale went down, like um, a lot of fans gifted me stuff. And if you want to continue to gift me that stuff, what's, it's O F P S Kyle O. Just keep giving me that stuff. I, I really appreciate it, and I have no shame. I appreciate your free games, and I play them, and I enjoy them. You put a little bit of joy into my heart, and I appreciate it. And I usually send you a little thank you letter back for your seventy dollars purchase. So I really appreciate <laughs> oh, that's it. Sweet of you. I've got a lot of fucking games. Like like after that, they just kept <laughs> rolling in like during the Steam sale thing. Like people were just buying me shit. I really appreciated it. So thank all of you who did that. Um, oh, speaking of appreciation, I wanted to thank the Patreon people. Um, we were a little late on delivering some of the stuff. I actually have, let me see, it's right here. One of the, the Patreon levels gets you postcards, and we were slow in getting those out, but it's, it's starting, so that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, there's like voicemails and um, videos and ask me anything questions, and, and we're delivering on the Patreon stuff you bought. So uh, um, anyway, sorry we're late on that, but you're going to get what you paid for. That's how we do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I should be getting mine sometime soon. Probably they may be in the mailbox. I don't think I checked the mail today. Yeah, and then um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Like it, it, some of the virtual stuff we've always delivered on. Like you know, we do painkiller nearly every week. We they get it early if they're Patreon donors. They get this show early if you're a Patreon donor. Um, that stuff. You know what what happens in the topics we cover that super fast. Um, so we do a good job at that. Some of the physical stuff like the postcards. We were slow on, but we're uh, we're coming through. So, sorry about the issues we had. We're sort of working out kinks. Oh shit! I, I accidentally unplugged my camera. I, I'll, I'll get this fixed. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so I guess we got a couple directions we could go in from here. There's um, didn't I have two? Any top? news oh, on nine, nine, nine eleven? No. Uh, well, let me. I've got a couple options here. I'm so we could go nine eleven. We could talk Joe Lozon. We could talk um, survival trip, though I think I think Joe Lozon could, should come before survival trip because he he's, he's probably going on the survival trip. So, mm -hmm. um, or we could talk about this guy who um, let his dog die because I always like ragging on cops. I think we should close <laughs> with a bang. So let's leave nine eleven for last, and then start with either Lozon or whatever else. You think nine eleven's a bang? I mean, not I'm not talking literally, but figuratively speaking. Wow, well, America, that's insensitive. It's a little more of a boom, but I don't know. We could. I think we, we should close whatever. with a smash. You know, I, I don't <laughs> think 9-11 talk is going to be that great. I mean, we've all, no, I guess we could all talk about where we were that day, or we could talk about how it made us feel, but the answer is the same <laughs> for all of us. We were going about our days. You were in school. I was in school. Woody was, Woody was at work, I'm almost certain, right? Yeah. I was on my way. Yeah. So, like, like, that's what we were doing. I'm sure at first, er like everyone, we thought, oh, man, a, a plane crash. We probably weren't, didn't know it was an airliner. And then after that, when we finally had a realization, it was shock and fear and confusion. I was 10 years old, and so my first reaction was, fuck, yeah, no math today. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And then later, then later it was clarified. And I still <laughs> didn't really understand it. I was 10. I was you know? 15. 
I was 15 or 16, maybe. I don't know. I was in driver's ed. Oh. I, I, so um, I had like worked from home like the first hour and then I was driving in for my first meeting. So it was like going on 10 and I knew about it. I knew that a plane had crashed. I might have even known that a second one crashed, but it didn't dawn on me that it was really a big deal. And, um, and I was in a, it was a really big meeting. There were like 200 people there. I was just attending, not leading. And uh, they canceled it. They're like, they ended it. They're like, you know what? We're not really sure what's happening here. Go back to your cubes and, you know, we'll do this another time. As I get back to my cube, the vibe in the office was unlike any I had seen before. You know, people were panicked. Everyone was huddling around. There wasn't enough bandwidth for, like, everybody to stream. Like, CNN wasn't able to keep up with the traffic, which was, like, the major thing at the time. And, um, uh, so, but, like, like, it would work on one person's computer and, like, 15 people would huddle around it to learn. And uh, my wife was able to watch on TV. And I remember I was, I was rude to her. She's like, the second building just crashed. And mind you, that the plane hit towards towards the top. I thought maybe the top could fall off at worst, or if it fell, like I, I don't know. And I'm like, a building just can't disappear, you know. And she's like, no, it's gone. It fell all the way down. There's nothing left. And I'm like, okay, like, how many stories would you say are left? And she's like, left. It's it's maybe like two stories tall now. And then I was like, oh my god, two <laughs> for real? Like, I think it was 110. And, and now it's just a compressed version of that. And, um, and I, I felt almost silly, but I was like, all right, honey, you know, there is a nuclear power plant not too far from, from like, you know, this area. And uh, if that happens, if that's target, put the kids in the car, don't worry about anything. Head north, away from it, pick me up, and we'll just keep going to some safer place. That's our, that's our thing. Go to um, New Jersey. They'll never bother hitting that shithole. No, they <laughs> they already hit it. No one can tell. <laughs> is that what that smell is? Is that a biological attack that Al-Qaeda launched on New Jersey back in the day? <laughs> is that why it smells like a diaper? <laughs> it's one little spot. It's, it's just not all like that. So, um, But what got me, the big thing about 9-11 was the next four days. The next four days, it completely occupied the American mind. I had never been patriotic. I mean, I like my country. I'm proud of it. We're good at certain stuff like breaking things and being rich. But um, it, it was just like, yeah, America. One of the cool things about America is that you're not necessarily like America. Fuck yeah. It's like, you know, we're just casual about it. You know, like that Mad Men scene. You know, you know what I think about you? I feel sorry for you. You know what I think about you? I don't think of you at all. Like that's America. And um, suddenly like the, the, all the flags on the cars all the like like uh, you know i'm american and we're gonna fucking fight back like you can't do this to us became injected into my heart and um and it, it also like a, a sense of wounding and i didn't know anyone who died like not a single person the closest was one of my co-workers husbands was in there when the plane went like hit it but um you know he got out so that that was like the the closest thing yeah. and um uh for the next you know week weeks it seemed like it wasn't okay to smile it wasn't okay to tell jokes even privately talking to friends i felt that way in my heart it wasn't like you know something that you wouldn't say in public in bad taste it was just like like i don't know what to do with myself like i had this sense of sports which i was following at the time seemed completely unimportant it was just like 
How I mean, can, the games got weird too. Yeah, but like, how could anyone care about football when nine eleven just happened? Yeah, you know? before before and during every game, there was just lots of talk of it. Yeah, so they were worried every game was a target, and mm-hmm. there was a, also people felt like I did, like every game didn't matter. You know, it, football now like matters, but at the time it was like, who cares? This is American football I'm talking about. Who cares? You know, it, it, 9-11 is what matters. And, oh, and then like the whole country became thirsting for more information about Afghanistan. Afghanistan and Al-Qaeda were like new concepts to us. I, had, mm-hmm. I think I'd heard of it before, but I couldn't find it on a map. And I certainly didn't know like about their infighting and this and that. Afghanistan was the country to me that was messing with Russia, so we kind of liked him. That's all I really knew about it. Um, I don't know. That's what nine eleven did to me. I, I suddenly didn't we were care all about wait, anything. we were all ready for them to blow some shit up. I remember it had been like a week or two, and we hadn't blown anything up yet, and we mm-hmm. were all getting real antsy. We were like, "They're gonna blow some shit up, right? Right? Like, like this ends with us blowing lots of shit up, right? They're, that that's how it ends, right? I and pictured, then they did blow up a lot of shit. I pictured in my head. People in helicopters, in like anti-radiation bunny suits, flying over a nuclear blast site, and I was like, "Does it really turn the gla- the sand to glass when we do that? I want to see. I want to <laughs> turn this place to glass." And and you know, like it, it uh, <laughs> be an I, improvement. <laughs> yes, it does. I um. Yeah, I, I I can't tell you. Like, like even now, they're starting to like behead Americans over in is it Syria? I'm messing it up. Um, but it, ISIS has beheaded a couple Americans, and it's like you don't understand. A motivated America will fuck you up. Like that. That's that's probably our number one talent right now. Yeah, it's 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 not a good idea to get the Amer- American populace mad at you because then our politicians have to like follow suit with that because they want to get reelected. And we spend more on defense than the next like six or eight countries eight. combined. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah. The next eight countries combined, and China's one of those. Yeah. Like, take China and and the other seven biggest military spenders in the world, minus us, and we still spend more than them. Right. Yeah. We. It's just not a good idea to saw American citizens' heads off because then we start letting our politicians use some of that money on you. And it's, it's not good because it's like civilization. And whether you like it or not, our military is about 15 turns ahead of yours. I don't care who you are. I mean, I think it's a little misleading, the whole, like, we spend that much more since I'm sure China doesn't have VA benefits like we do. So, really, we're probably spending, you know, I I, I, I don't think that money's added in there. That's defense spending, I think. No, it's definitely included military spending. That's interesting. Like I how much they used to that. maintain, like just so the, the guarantee that the Chinese, uh, like, or the Indian military is like hiring fifteen people for the price of two of ours, or something like that. You know, I'll so maybe you, I, think, I just don't think it could be that skewed. That seems unrealistic. Like, we need to settle down if that's the case. We do need to settle down, but uh, <laughs> a motivated America will will break stuff, and and the people will cheer like their football team made the Super Bowl every. Um, Soldier becomes a hero, right? It doesn't matter. They, they can they can rape people, and it's like you know. I swear to God, when um when they were like sexually uh, assaulting the the people in that Iraq prison, Abu Ghraib or Abu, I hope I pronounced that right or close. Rush Limbaugh tried to Abu explain Ghraib. that soldiers need to blow off steam. 
that's that's the shit you'll have to deal with. Like, uh, it, soldiers need to blow off steam. Yeah, I know. We had them naked and we grabbed their penises like they were trucker horns. Everyone blows off steam. <laughs> oh, it, it's uh, a yeah, make a cheerleader pyramid. Go, guys. We're blowing off some steam. Uh, it, I remember those pictures. Those were <laughs> uncomfortable even to look at. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Anyway, I, I so that come nine eleven. We were I ready have, to. I have a bit kill. of a comparison between the U.S. military and the Chinese military. Um, so obviously, they beat us in personnel. Um, active military personnel, we have uh, 1.4 million. They have 2.3 million. Uh, in Good. reserves, we have 850,000, and they have 2.3 million. However, total aircraft strength, United States, 13,683. China, 7,788. Helicopter strength, 6,000 for America. 850 for China. Serviceable airports, 13,513 for America, 507 for China. 13,000 to 500? Wow. 13,500 to 500. Total, <laughs> total tank strength, they actually beat us. We have 8,300 tanks and they have 9,100 tanks. Damn uh, it! Total, total armored... Uh, I'll pay more taxes to win that. But we're talking about, <laughs> but when we're talking about armored fighting vehicles... We have 25,700, they have 4,700. Uh, total self-propelled guns, um, these are big guns, art um, not counting artillery. Uh, we have 1,900, they have 1,700. Uh, in artillery, they, they outdo us. We have 1,800, they have 6,000. Um, but, but you can see, like, the, the stuff that matters, like helicopters and... Oh, and the, the navies are, are pretty similar, uh, although they only have one aircraft carrier and we have 10. Uh, our sub-fleets are similar. Uh, we have three times as many destroyers at 62 versus 24. The other thing nice. that's not being measured here is the quality of these things. Like, you know, okay, they we, they have more tanks. I would bet, I would bet a lot of money that we can pull <laughs> at least a five KD ratio on on a tank fight. And when you start including our air force, that number just goes higher. They're counting like rickshaws with a guy with a rifle sitting in it. <laughs> <laughs> or just older tanks, you know. That's what, when we went to Iraq. You know, they had this elite Republican Guard or whatever. And I remember watching a documentary on it, and they showed the heat signature of an Iraqi tank. And you know, it didn't take long for them to figure out, like, oh, look, they may be covering them with sand or um, tarps or camo or whatever, but they just shine their bright white tank looking things and the air force called it tank plinking and they just go out with like eight missiles on their wings eight tanks gone and they were just plinking it was it was no problem it was instant death um you know the, they they had figured out how to take out those tanks and it was a piece of cake and we just ran these sorties non-stop plane after plane after plane everyone would come out and come back with like eight tank kills it would take yeah, no honestly, time at all. it's like we're hacking war. How much we just dominate over there. Every single video I see is just like some call American guy talking with a, you know, night vision view, like and look. Well, you have warm. complete air superiority. Um, oh, like, and there he is. What are they gonna do? Oh, they're gonna move around some more because they don't know we're here because we're fucking a mile and a half in the air in some two billion dollar machine <laughs> while they have an AK-47 from 19, you know, 81. They got from Somalia or something, but we're more likely Russia. Yeah, yeah, we have we have war cheat codes. Yeah, we do. It's it's like a, it's so unfair. I would be pissed if I were on the other team. I'd be like, this is horseshit. I don't even want to do this. We can't <laughs> win. This is nonsense. It would be it would be bad if you never really got to see your enemy 
um, you just kind of exploded every now and then. Yeah, that's what. That's pretty much the deal. Like you heard him. You could hear him up there, like rocketing past the speed of sound, and and maybe you could see him every now and then. But it was only before the the rockets and missiles and bombs started falling. Yeah, th- there's no defense against it. They just have to every time they hear that be well, like big money, big money, no whammy, no whammy. Chinese do. Hope it's not them, because there's no escape. Yeah, uh, this right, is getting so, me strangely patriotic. Yeah, so, so, so now that we've talked about um, the the the, uh, the American military industrial complex, I guess we could. So so we're gonna shift to Joe Lozon talk. Uh, okay, I, I'll, I like the topic picking. So I will throw out two options: Joe Lozon talk, white boy talk. Let's I do don't even know talk what happened with white boy. White boy talk's kind of quick and dirty. Yeah, so uh, it turns out that the, I hope I get this just right, the district attorney is dropping the charges against White Boy and Kelly uh, because they weren't sure that the evidence would survive a motion to suppress. I'm not an attorney, but I think what that means is that his attorney figured that they didn't find the the pot correctly. Like, you know, maybe they didn't, they needed a warrant or something like that. But, yeah, because um, of the reason they were there, it, it, it was going to make the evidence inadmissible. Which is interesting to me, because like, I mean, let's all right. So I don't think people should be going to jail for pot. But hypothetically, let's say they were murderers and they found a body, and they were like, "Well, you were really here for like I don't know, a building violation, and you found a body. You can't submit like they, that doesn't count in evidence. No, or, or let's say it wasn't a body. Let's say it was like a and white boy didn't do any of these things don't get it twisted but let's say it was like a stolen toaster or something and all of a sudden it's like hey i have proof that you know you did like a b and e because there's a stolen toaster right here and and um you know i don't think like i think he would get out of it i I think if he had a stolen toaster he would also get the charges dropped you might be right about the toaster example but not with the body you got a body laying there well the well see i think the difference is the evidence is the crime like possession of the marijuana Mm -hmm. is the crime in particular so once it's evidentiary once it as a piece of evidence is gone then there then is there even a crime anymore whereas with a dead body it's like well we got a dead guy here like he's not (laughs) going anywhere we can't give him back to white boy like we got to do something about this dead body so the thing about the body is it's a really important crime so like they have to pursue it but um it's interesting to me that i guess because they found it the wrong way they got off on a technicality but yeah um, they should have got off anyway because it was pot. And I feel like, dude, the, the world will not be a better place if you put white boy in jail, right? I mean, th- there are people who need to be removed, people who need to teach lessons or, or whatever. But, uh, you know, a guy smoking pot is not a good reason to, like, you know, get him started in our prison system. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so I guess white boy and Kelly got off because the attorney found a way that they wouldn't be able to use the evidence they found against him. Yeah. So this is for sure or just like a tweet he did? or For sure. Uh, well, I mean... Oh, that's great. It's It was on a website. So, I mean, it was right there on the internet. It must be true. Yeah. <laughs> People wouldn't lie. <laughs> and the other thing to throw out there is... um, like, So the original website that covered the news about him so much... I, I don't remember the name of it because I hadn't heard of it before. But they said it was White Boy's second offense. And even the... um, The, like county jail website had like subsequent next to him implying it was a second offense but i'm told that it wasn't his second offense that it was his first offense mm-hmm. and um and that that was in error so i just wanted to throw that out there 
it, it might have oh, been his first offense. So yeah, he uh, he got caught with I guess a large amount of weed, and and uh, now they they aren't going to prosecute him anymore because they think they'd lose the case. Scott free. Good job, Alex. There it is. All right. So Joe Lozon talk. Okay. Um, Joe Lozon nearly killed a man legally uh, a couple a week ago. Uh, he was. <laughs> yeah, saved. we watched it live, it, and and uh, like, like we we live streamed us watching it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was actually fun. I really enjoyed that. I'd be up for doing that for another event or anything. Really, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I had a good time doing it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh. so here's how the fight went down. The first round, Joe won, but I wouldn't say Joe dominated. I would say Joe won it. Uh, he just, like, the, the guy got Joe's back briefly, and Joe managed to flip it, get full mount, then get his back. It was really impressive. Uh, Joe just did more damage to him than he did to Joe. And interesting to me is they entered the second round. Joe looked just less winded. I mean, they had both been in a fight, but... Joe was like, all right, round two, here we go. And the other guy was like, <sighs> fuck. <laughs> and, uh, and then in the second round, in my memory anyway, Joe, didn't, Joe was starting to dominate the second round. He was really doing a lot more damage than he was receiving until at one point, you know, I put myself on the main camera, he got his arms sort of hooked. Bit, like a Muay Thai thing is where you grab the, like the plum. If you feel the back of your head, there's like a lump there. You grab that and there's a couple different grips on it and you hold them. He did that, but it was kind of one-handed. And then he got his knee into the guy's uh, face, right? Like sort of might've been right under the eyebrow or right above it. Like I think it was right under the eyebrow. I'm not positive though. And he cut it. It cut it bad. Um, Kyle was calling it a vagina size cut. <laughs> Which, interestingly, I have heard all over the internet now. I don't know if it's because everyone sees the same thing or if they're all just like it's placed in their head by it's, Kyle. It's quite bad. Because it looks just like that. That was my first thought when I saw it. Are you I was serious? like, oh my god, that's pretty brutal. Oh, that looks like a pussy. No, like right away, that's what I thought. I thought that wasn't a kind of embarrassing cut. It's not even like cool and gory and bloody. It's like a just a big soppy puss. Blood. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> It was yeah, awful. It's pretty gross. You know what? I could probably get a picture of it. Um, when I see open cuts like that, all I can think of is just, you know, the feeling of the air stinging that. You know, just the exposure. Ugh, that would suck. Um, God, I'm such a bitch. That was my first thought. Just the air exposure, not the fact that you got a knee to the head. And that <laughs> probably stings. It looked like it stung. It did. It's probably smarts. Ooh, that's smarts. <laughs> thought. <laughs> so this guy, Michael Chessia, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, he had won the Ultimate Fighter recently, and um, sucks to suck now. Ooh, I found a good picture of it. So, and I'm having a hard time. The first picture. Hold on, I need another picture because the first one I find. Um, it doesn't show in my browser. It downloads when I click on it. All right, so here we go. For those of you interested, this is what Joe's opponent looked like. I don't think that's the actual fight, but that's the guy. And this is what Joe did to him. So uh, I'll give my co-hosts an image to look at. There you go. That's what Joe did to the guy. He cut. Yeah. It looked like... <laughs> I was talking to Joe about it afterwards. He hit him, and then the guy lifted his head, and to Joe, he could see his head lift and his eyelid kind of follow 
like yeah. like the motion of standing up really quickly would spread that out even further it was gigantic and uh and it was bleeding a lot and you can see like even in this photo how much it gets into his eye which is one of the things they use to gauge as to whether or not they should stop a fight like does this fighter have proper vision and uh and he didn't so uh so joe need this guy and like i said he was he was he was pretty much dominating the second round he was really getting the best of him and it was just getting more and more lopsided and then um Joe actually, people think that Michael was coming back, but in reality, Joe wanted to break it because he knew as soon as the doctor saw this cut that, uh, that they'd end the fight. So he like, let the guy go just sort of covered up. And, um, when they did that, the ref stopped it, sent him to the doctor. The doctor saw it and said, uh, the fight is over. So yeah, if that had continued and Joe had started hitting that, mm-hmm. it would have gotten really bad. I know Joe, that's exactly what he would have that's done. That's what any professional fighter yeah. would do. You start hitting <laughs> yeah. that. You start, oh, look, he's got a vagina on his face. Let's hit that. That's totally what's going to happen. I'm going to punch you in your face, vagina. That would have... <laughs> it, it, so, um, Michael, I hope I pronounce it right, Chessia, something like that. Um, he was really... He wanted to keep fighting. Like, to his credit, um, you know, he, he kind of had the spirit for it, or at least after a little breath, and he wanted to keep fighting. And then online, he was, like, talking all this trash, like... People are saying, oh, at least you got a $50,000 fight of the night bonus. They both did. And um, he's like, I'd give that back for a chance at a rematch. And he's just talking rematch, rematch. And Joe is like, oh, you give back your bonus for a chance at a rematch? Send it to me. I'll give you a rematch. All of a sudden, no, no, no. I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. And it's like, I, I don't, I, you've got a problem with your reading comprehension. No, he doesn't, bitch. You know, take your money and shut the fuck up. You lost a fight. <laughs> I actually did read through all those comments, like their little little squabbles on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It, it was not the kind of fight that I thought would happen, or argument that I thought would happen between two you know, professional fighters. It sounded like a little playground bitching. But uh, hey, we got a, a guest. Yes, you're yes, here. I, I was supposed to be here an hour and a half ago, and apparently I'm going to have to leave here in just a couple of minutes. Two and a half I, hours I, ago. I forgot that we were doing it on Thursday rather than Friday, which is the most normal time that we've normally done this kind of thing. And I know Thursday, you agreed to do it on Thursday because I was going to pop in. And then uh, I screwed it up. So bad. Oh, my God, I've been having a terrible day. Sorry about that, Woody. I love you. I love the show. I wanted to be on it. And then I screwed the pooch. I think of you as just a friend. Uh, <laughs> I don't think of you at all. I think of you as the most kissable boy in all, all of YouTube land. Uh, you know, I covered it already on the show, but did you watch Wings' video today by chance? No, I did not see it. What was it about? Uh, so I, I really wanted to get your take on this. Wings has decided that he doesn't like weighing in anymore. And he's going to stop doing that. And instead, he'll just sort of notice the difference in the way his clothes fit. And, um, and he's been eating everything in sight for the last couple of days. And it sounds That's like he's good. gained everything he lost and then some. Uh, it, his starting weight is actually really hard to figure out because I think he chooses it arbitrarily. But, um, um, some therapists and some uh, nutritionists will tell you not to concentrate too heavily on the scale. Uh, you don't want to get on it every day. And it's probably a good idea that you don't get on it um, much more than off, more often than say once a week. But weighing it occasionally is really important uh, for a guy of a really big size who's been uh, sediment uh, s- sedentary for a while and begins to be active. Measuring the the size of their stomach, the size of their legs, the size of their arms is a much more telling tool than what the scale says. So if he's doing that and keeping accurate measures and doing it at least once a week, that would be different. 
but if he's not using either of those tools to track progress and he's not tracking progress and he's eating like crap, then it just kind of sounds like he's in some level of denial and someone needs to slap him upside the head. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's you mentioned. That's what they he was doing. You know, the the weekly weigh-in, and that's not what he's going to do anymore. Right. Um, I've actually had a therapist. I suffer. You know, we've talked about it a little bit before, and I don't want to make excuses, but I have an obsessive compulsive eating disorder now diagnosed. Jay, and um, it's it's very difficult to control. And one of the things they said is that if I was feeling, if I was getting negative feelings when I stood on a scale, not to stand on a scale to uh, measure my body, measure my weight, and if that began to give me negative feelings, as long as I was tracking my calories, that would be okay. Um, because that was where the real problem lied, is the number of calories I was intaking. So if I focused on that and made sure that I was taking in less calories than the day before and less calories than I used to, then I'm doing okay. Uh, but again, yeah. that's a therapist. That's with working with a therapist. That's what Wings would need to be doing if he wanted to cut those very necessary and obvious tools. You know? Well, he's got gangster grandma there. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I don't know what that means. So that's his grandmother. <laughs> to tell me, um, he's it, just unfortunately surrounded by enablers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just woefully so. All of them, from what I can tell. A lot of people. The videos. I have been for the majority of my life, um, and it's only been until very recently with marrying my wife that I found somebody who will enable me in a very positive way. Um, so when it comes to making sure I've got a salad in the fridge at all times, she's definitely taking care of that. When it comes to refitting our meals so that they're very healthy, it's, it's positive reinforcement and positive enablement is the most important tool. And this is something that uh, someone who has real problems can't do without um, somebody's help. I, I don't think wings can do it without help. It's so tricky. Like, like even just 90 seconds ago, you were like, someone needs to smack him upside the head. It's hard to like be positive through his failures and attempts to quit all the time. You well, know? I, I'll tell you that I spoke with DDP this week. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've been doing DDP yoga, mm -hmm. um, and I've been doing a very loose version of it, something I can do in a chair the majority of the time because it's very difficult for me to get in off my, on my feet or in the floor to do the real like stuff that you'll get when you buy the discs or whatever. Uh, but I have been doing the DDP diet, a lifestyle diet for sure. Um, and I've been in close contact with DDP because of it. And a lot of the people that buy his DVDs, sometimes he'll just call people at random. Like, oh, you bought the DVD today. I'm just going to call that guy. I have his phone number. Why not talk to him see what he's like? Mm -hmm. uh, but I talked to him earlier this week, and we hadn't talked in a few weeks. And I'm like, why haven't we talked? He goes, because, Boog, you're not giving 110%. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. And he goes, look, I know you're giving 110% for you, but you're not giving 110% for me. And you're on death's door, buddy. If you're not giving 110% of what I could do, you're not going to live. So until you're ready to give 110%, yeah, I'm not I'm not keeping as close an eye on you as I could be. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to realize I'm doing really good for me because you're doing really good for you. And that's fucking hard to hear. You know, because I have been weak, because I have relied on food too much, because I have fucked up. And that's the kind of tough love. But when he says that I'll be there for you when you give that 110%, that I'm there for you when it, the time comes, he's real with me, he's honest with me, that's that's the kind of tough love that I think is important. It, you know, it makes the kind me of wonder, says, is my rooting for Wings Fairweather friend, right? Because I'm kind of mad at him. I'm mad at him for quitting. You know? Yeah, he's I'm like, fucking you know mad what? at him too. I'm happier when I don't weigh myself. I'm happy. Yeah, he used to um, just take it. He has these shirts. I don't know how big they are, but they're like four or five X. And he yeah. just kind of fluffs it and says, look how loose it is. What do you mean I'm not losing weight? Come on, dude. That. Yeah. No shit. You know, but again, again, and a lot of people, when I talk about this stuff, man, I can't believe this is the only thing I'm going to end up getting to talk about tonight. Uh, <laughs> but 
but um, when somebody is in denial, and I would say that wings might be in denial. I can't say for sure. I don't know him personally. I'm not a therapist. I know that I have been in denial. When I've been in denial, I said things like that. The desire to the desire to uh, give in to your compulsion, the desire to focus on your obsession, you will use whatever tools you have to make the argument that this is what I'm going to do, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to find a way to fucking do it. And you talk to any alcoholic, you talk to any drug addict, I can drink a little, well, I can just do one hit of heroin, well, I'll just do one eight ball and then I'll be done with it. When they're in therapy, they're like, well, I, I won't drink for three weeks, but at the end of that three weeks, I'm going to have at least one bender, I've de I deserve it, I've done so well. You're going to see a lot of that in Wings' recovery. You're going to see a lot of those excuses. You're going to see a lot of those mistakes. You're going to see a lot of those reasons. I've used them. Hell, I've used them right here on your own show. Mm -hmm. uh, so at yeah. the end of the day, you, you know, but I, I, again, you have to tell them to focus on reality. You have to tell them to give 110%. You have to tell them to give the best that he can to be the best person that he can to push as hard as possible. And when he is doing that, be there for him and reward him positively. And when he's not, let him know that you will be when he's ready. And it seems like there's an apex you know? of that, though, where you can keep being like, yeah, you're doing great. Oh, you fucked up again. You ate ten chocolate cakes. Oh, they, oh you fucked up. Sorry. Keep going. Like, at a certain point, though, like after years of it, like what's the right response then? Because you did say that during the recovery, or at least the person who called you saying, you know, you're not given enough of an effort. Just because you think you're given enough of an effort doesn't mean you are in the fight for survival. So at some point, it's got to turn that coin and be like, listen, dude, this isn't about support anymore. This is about people care about you, and we don't want you to, you know, not be around as long. I probably can't give a proper answer to that because I'm from a long history of addicts. And not only that, but I've had friends and family that were electively addicts, you know, like like people that I didn't I'm not related to. I don't have to put up with this person, but I want to because I'm attracted to people who are addicts. Uh, because mm -hmm. that's the kind of people I know and it's the kind of person I am. So I dealt with my father's alcoholism. I dealt with my mother's pill addiction. I dealt with my, my sister's issues. and I dealt with my brother's workaholism. I have I've dealt with, you know, all of this stuff. I've loved a lot of addicts. And there's a point where I think, for me, I've learned to just accept that my father is going to die because of his alcoholism. And my mother is going to die strung out on pills. And, and I just, I love them anyway. You know, and so I guess that's how you become an enabler, though I never enabled either of those people. I loved them anyway, and uh, it, it that made it all the more difficult to not want to go there and help my mother, you know. Uh, but uh, it really depends. Really, what you ever have to decide is not the best way to help wings. You have to decide what's best for you, and you guys did that collectively with PKA, and I think it was an honest and smart, intelligent decision. You had to decide, number one, number one, do I love this person the way that I loved my mother or the way I loved my father? If the answer is yes, then you're going to deal with the fact that they're going to be fucked up for the rest of their lives. And Wings is always going to love food a lot for the rest of his life, and he's always going to, to make excuses. He's always going to fight it. And even when he gets skinny, the same way Shea Carl got skinny, he's still going to struggle every day the same way Shea Carl does, says that he does. And that's just the, that's just the thing. And so you guys made the this, this selective decision that I do not need this person in my life, nor do I want this person in my life, so I'm going to, to do what's best for me. And there's no, never any wrong in that. There's never any guilt with that. You don't ever have to deal with it. But, yeah, eventually it becomes that cycle that you mentioned. It becomes a cycle of, look, I'm constantly forgiving him. I'm constantly letting him screw up. I'm constantly letting him deal with that bullshit. And eventually their life fades away. Yeah, you know? Wings isn't off the show because he ate too much. He's off the show because he didn't treat us well, right? And and sometimes that would come and like he would just electively not do the show, even though he wasn't busy. He'd be like, right. 
you know, just, like just not doing it. He'd choose not to. He'd say he wasn't in the mood right. or, or something like well, that. What it, what it really all comes down to, and I love the guy, and I'm just going to be as honest with you can, um, his addiction to food is just a host of all the different things that he has going on. There's a lot of different things going on, and I, I don't know the guy that well. I can't make excuses for him. I'm not going to argue for him or against him, but I'll just say that being overweight is just one of the many uh, things on the list of things that he needs to work on, and I'm glad that he's working on all of them, and I'm glad that you guys made a positive decision for the show and for yourselves to do what you needed to do. That's why uh, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of your friends go, oh, it would be kind of cool if Boogie was on the show more often. Well, I don't want to fucking piss him off. It's just a matter of time until I piss him off, because I'm just <laughs> as broken as wings. At the end of the day, I'm just as broken as anybody else you know. I am the most uh, high-functioning piece of shit you've ever met. You'd show up <laughs> on my survival trip. Oh, <laughs> you'd be there. Oh, I'd you love know, to, man. For me, I, I can't speak for everyone who made the call, but the survival trip didn't even bother me. It was like six no, of, no, it didn't. No, I, it I didn't. think it, it did. If anything, it was sort of like time. the straw that broke the camel's back. It sort of brought into focus, like, wait a minute, he fucks up a lot. This isn't the first time. We, this I, is. I'm yeah. tired of getting being a beaten dog with this guy. It was. I think it was the month at Kyle's that really put him over the edge. Kyle, yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it was like the repeated sort of throwing me under the bus. Whenever he was in trouble, I was like there as a friend to him. Whenever I was in trouble, crickets. Um, you know, it, it, this saying stuff about me on like live streams or even in private. You know, people don't even know about some of it. There were just a million little things. And it was like, you know, he's just not being a good enough friend. Yeah. I, he can't be my partner. And uh, and And now that I have... Now that I don't interact with him as much as I used to, I can sort of sit back there. I feel like my relationship is better now that I just get to watch him and, and root for him than exactly. it was when I had to like suffer the yeah. trouble that's involved with being close to him. Well, speaking as a very aware of his own issues addict and a very aware of his own issues person who's not that great, and I, I say that, I know a lot of people are going to argue with me, but you don't know me as well as I know me. Um, at the end of the day, it's difficult to be close to somebody who's broken. It's difficult to be close to somebody who has real issues. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's trying. And I've seen a lot of people in my life have to deal with it. I've seen a lot of people hit the exit button because of it. How are you um, broken? Aside from eating, you see... Well, we've talked about... I mean, I, I'm pretty together these days, but we talked about the stuff that I went through as a kid. We've talked about the depression. We've talked about the anxiety disorder, being diagnosed with PTSD. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, the dealing with all this stuff, and I've talked about it. The suicidal tendencies because of the depression, because of the body, the way it's broken down, um, the, the long history of addiction, and, and, and being an obsessive, compulsive uh, e eater, and I don't know, just a lot of stuff. And a lot of times it can make me, like especially like this week, for example, I pulled my back muscles again on Monday day mm -hmm. and it meant I had to put the DDP on pause for a little while and I had to go back into the chair even though I was getting used to being on my feet and all this other shit and of course I became a cranky asshole I was... because I became anxious because I became nervous and so you know. off off camera you're a groody uh, moody grumpy dude sometimes I can be um <laughs> that's I'm, I'm, I know that I can be mm -hmm. and it's uh like especially when I first wake up in the morning um and before I really get the the mass <laughs> as actors would call it. Before I really get that on, I can be really a handful to deal with. Um, but you know, once I really get in the right, my right mind and I'm out of pain and the painkillers are kicked in and my back is stretched a little bit and I've got the muscles, I can also be a really nice guy. And I really like being that guy. I like being that guy a lot more than I like being the shitty guy. And that's what and this is just, wow, people are going to be really mad at me for saying this, but that's what Wings has to work on. He's got to work us on 
focusing on the positive parts parts of who and what he is, and he starts needing to whittle away at the negative parts. And when he does that, he's going to get better. And you know, I mean, he's nowhere near as bad off as me, or even a fraction of it. And I wish him nothing but a success in his recovery. And uh, and I also wanted to say, and I, I have to go because I have plans, and I, I want to fulfill those plans. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'll try to come back uh, in a little bit if I can. I, I know you're only filmed for a little bit more. But I just want to say, gamers are not bad people. Some of us are misogynistic, shitty assholes. Some of us have no. a mouth on us. Some of us are pricks. And it may even be close to half of us. And I hate. I know it's a bad argument. I know it's not all gamers, but not all gamers are bad. Just remember that. Some of us are good people. Some of those good people are in this room right now. Is there a current event that I don't know about? Is there some big no, debate I, as to no. whether gamers are terrible people? No, no, no. I'm just saying that there's been maybe some, <laughs> maybe some illusions. I would never talk about it on a personal. I don't think there's any uh, uh, Twitter events going on. And if I if I was aware of any, I certainly would not ally myself with such an event. <laughs> I, I, I will bring it down from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> what are we I'm talking just, about? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, can you type it in the chat? Like, you know, oh, give me yeah. a, a little. I it I um I'm so cl I feel so uninformed. I yes. didn't know about that. All right, look, I'll, I didn't I'll know about that. That was big hate fest drama, and I have nothing okay. to do with it. Long story, long story <laughs> short, um, there was just an article in the press that said a lot of gamers are pretty shitty, and I'm just that's the only thing I'm talking about. I'm not, there's no big event. There's nothing exciting going on. There's just one article that hurt my feelings a little bit. So I wanted to use this as a soapbox to remind you guys, everybody that watches and everybody that's in this chat room right now, to just be nice to each other. It's not that hard. It's the preferable way to do it. Wasn't it uh, the Dalai Lama who said that uh, your job in this life is to be kind to others, and if you can't do that, at least do no harm? I, I don't know. I, I, I can't even begin to understand. I don't know. I have no <laughs> well, idea. Wasn't it, I wasn't it Martin Luther King Jr. that said, I have a dream about a white girl? Wait, no, that's the wrong dream. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a different dream. I gotta go, guys. I love you. I'll try to pop back on if I can. And if Later. not, I'd love to be on another week. I'm sorry that I screwed this one up. You guys have a great night. Thank you, Boogie. All right. Bye. Later, All right. So instead of being nice, I think we should read through that article and mock it ruthlessly. <laughs> because I'll fulfill, you know, the the half of gamers who are apparently off. God, what a what a pandering article to even write. Let me. See. Do you have a link for it? No, but I'm just going based on the topic, or at least based on what Boogie was responding to. It sounded like it was a really douchey article. Um. Uh, da, da, da. I don't know. Looking, there's Actually, a Gamergate. Pull up correctly. Uh, I, there's a Gamergate <clears throat> Wikipedia page. Well, were we supposed to say that? Because um, he typed it. Nobody can stop us. <laughs> I think actually he was wrong. Seventy-five percent of gamers are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was At trying to eighty-five percent. He he was trying to counter GamerGate without giving it more attention. Oh, I think that was his idea. Big mistake. <laughs> Let's talk GamerGate, whatever that is. Um, it looks like there might be an article in Forbes. Sounds like contrived nonsense. Hmm. Everyone's sounding like they're board. trying to pander to women and minorities and any group that could even begin to think that they're victimized in the sphere of gaming. Is there communist so involvement? There is. There's communism involved. Gays? And certainly Jews. Oh. 
So this article is far too long to read in the format of this show. I mean, it's like an. Like a, <laughs> like, I'd be willing to do it. Are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing with Kyle. Yeah. He's laughing at the face I made when he said Jews. I was just like, yeah. Oh, okay. I was looking at the at the article. I mean, I bet it prints out to like nine or ten pages. I don't think people would want that, but. Um, no, we should continue to make fun of what we think it is, though. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, make up, let's make up other things that it could be. Is there a TLDR? Uh, uh, that gamers are uh, misogynists, that they are social justice warriors, which sounds like a misguided positive thing, though. Um, misogynists? Yeah. Misog- Oh, that's not even good. That's not even a good combination of words. I want to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say that word. Misogynoid. Well, that would certainly get the movement more traction. I would like that. No, seriously, though, that sounds about right, though. I mean, you guys have played fucking Call of Duty. Like, you know who's on there. Like... I, I can remember. I, I I knew better than to play at certain times of the day because there'd be little British kids on, and and I mean little kids, like like they sound tiny, and I just I still remember that little cocksucker with his silenced Uzi fucking with me on Countdown. Dude, I'll say this about British people. <laughs> yeah, like we had a lot of pride in how good America is at like breaking shit. British people hurt your feelings. Like they they got that. If I'm called a cunt. That guy's probably British, right? Americans don't break out the long daggers that quickly. Um, it's not a big deal to them. Cunt isn't a, isn't that bad of a swear word to them. Uh, What's uh, really well, bad for them? Dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Fluoride is that is that a, is that taboo over there? Fluoride. No acting the, like a right dentist right there. now. I'm laughing at people's <laughs> teeth. I have no room. But um, <laughs> the, uh, what was I gonna say? The Oh, just that they are good with the insults, quick with the wit, and um, you know, while I would argue that perhaps the best Americans could mix it up with them, perhaps I'm not one of them. And uh, yeah, if a guy's British, back the fuck off. <laughs> it's like you don't get into a rap war with Eminem. You don't get into trash talk with the Brit. Don't do it. You'll get fucked up. Uh, yeah, I I haven't read the article, nor do I care to. But if the the overall con- consensus of the thing is that most online gamers are kind of misogynists, then yeah, I mean it's not just that. I mean, Boogie made, just admitted that he was like, you know, maybe sixty or seventy percent or whatever he said. <laughs> they should yeah, say just most mean. of them. They're just mean, not toward any specific group more than others. For the most part, there are some, but for the most part, people are just mean online. And I feel like it's just certain groups don't expect that they're above it, and certain groups feel like, oh, they shouldn't talk to me like that. And I think then... some groups are just better at being offended. Because, for example, like if you're a girl and you go online, you take a lot of crap from people. And you're like, that really sucks. Girls can't go online. Or if you're black and you go online, you take a lot of crap from people for, for that reason. But I promise you, if you're old and you go online, you take a lot of crap for that, you know, reason too. <laughs> and no one gets to say like, "Oh, it's just impossible to be online when you're over 30." Like, no. It's because they don't expect to be catered to all the time. And not that these other groups or people do. It's just that it, it you got to expect to get made fun of online. It's going to happen. People are dicks. They'll find what out group? a reason to be mean to you. <clears throat> what, what, what group would you say likes to be catered to the most, Taylor? Oh, 
Go ahead, pick an enemy. Pick an enemy. People from 4chan. Say it. Say no. it. <laughs> what race uh, of people would you say like <laughs> the most, Taylor? Uh, well, it's really offensive, and a lot of people are going to be pissed, but I would have to say the South Vietnamese, <laughs> they really just can't take a joke, those guys. And so many of them online. Dude, I'm not going down the path you're trying to bait me down. That's... <laughs> I knew what you do. I knew you do that. I knew the South Vietnamese. Yeah, that's his go-to. No, but I will say that they're, like, if you speak up online and you're, you know, very clearly black or a woman or of a certain ethnicity, then you've, you've basically just, like, narrowed down their term selection for being mean to you. Yeah. And in that way, it can seem much more poignant because it's like instead of having to sift through a bunch of stuff to see what sticks, whereas if it's just like some normal, you know, person online where you can just, money, just make fun of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. you make fun of them for a while, see what sticks, and you stick with that. But yeah, if it's yeah. these groups, it just has a slew of things you just say right off the bat. So I, I can see how that would get aggravating. Just I really enjoy it when they insult me, but they're off target in their accusations. Like, like yeah. if they call me a nigger. I'm like that, like I'm particularly pleased by that one. <laughs> you know, like you know, like how did you know? You're you're very good at this. What else do they mistake you for? Like I young well, man, you should go to bed. <laughs> sound like you could still be in school. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get called a girl a lot, young, black. Um yeah, it just goes on and on. Gay is a good one. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I guess I vibe I have gay. Family. <laughs> That's it's my really beard. I got proof. Yeah. Get, get in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Hope, tell him. Tell, him. tell Jimmy 14 Dragon Slayer R that I am not a homosexual. <laughs> I procreated. Uh, <laughs> Honey, tell him. Uh, yeah. Well, there was that one time. God damn it. <laughs> you yeah, know, but... so I was reading about 4chan. You know what? I'm on 4chan from time to time. I've just taken an interest in the gun section of 4chan slash K. And... Um, um, it's, if you go to 4chan and you don't know the culture of it, and I know I'm talking about something I'm not supposed to talk about, whatever, it, uh, it sounds terrible. It sounds like Xbox live talk, but if you know the 4chan culture and you're able to roll with the punches and not get offended by anything, then you realize like, oh, that anonymity, I can't say the word right now. Anonymity. Help There's me out two again. more anonymity. 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 All right, I guess I was pretty close. Um, it, it allows people to say anything, and it it creates like a more true human emotion that doesn't have boundaries, and and that you know the boundaries that you have in there can be you know just as insulting as as the lack of truth. And I don't know, like now I just see the whole 4chan interactions in a different way than I used to. Being called a faggot or a nigger on 4chan just doesn't mean the same thing that it means elsewhere. And, uh, you know, I, I think that happens in Xbox. And then you get some guy from Forbes, I'll guess, or whatever, that doesn't understand the culture. And, and suddenly they're like, gamers are really mean. Like, no, it, it, it's not as mean spirit as you think. It, it's just a sort of anonymous culture. You know what the worst thing is? Is that all these poor victims, they're forced at gunpoint to sit there at their computer and continue to browse those forums and continue to leave their mics on and not back out of the lobbies. And it's unforgivable. You know, the fact that they have no control over their destiny and can't avoid it in any way, saddening. Absolutely saddening. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Somehow with the... Like, I, I agree with that for the forums and I don't for the gaming. Like, 
you know, and just I, I mute people. Yeah, you can do that though. Mute. You can do that. You can mute. Very simple solutions. The only people who are going to continue to get mad at that are people who are looking for a reason to get mad. Because if you really d genuinely don't like it, then you're going to do everything you can to avoid it. It, it. When I played a lot of COD, I only muted like the biggest dicks that you'd find. It was always interesting when like they join my lobby and they're pre-muted. I'm like, I wonder what that fucker did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I like that too. That's really funny, and that just showed how much COD Four I played because I'd run into them quite frequently. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I'd see them. Like, oh, there that guy is again. So now that we've discussed something that we really probably shouldn't have talked about because not only did Boogie not want us to, but we don't. I don't think we know anything about it. But if there, if Forbes wrote an article that says that gamers are mostly assholes, then they're mostly true, but they're partially wrong. Yeah. In all and seriousness, they're probably right. Yeah. Like yeah. it is just a vicious kind of culture. It's hard to meet nice people online. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I found two right here though. You guys are just a couple of sweeties. God. Oh, that's why we got the ring, that's why we've all got, got the matching rings and everything. Can we do that? Can we get matching rings or at least tattoos? Tats, How about um, yes. pendants for our necklaces? Mm, yeah. What, uh, no. What if, all right, all right. What if, I got it. I got no, no, it. no, no. This, this, this. We all got a letter right here on our like arms right here, so that we could put our arms together, and it was PKA. Let's do that. Like big though, big gothic letters. I can so, do like, one better. Up. They should say RSK. Oh, that's not cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I can't. The Rape Squad Killers is just too politically incorrect. Uh, to be, I, to be if I'm being honest, I still don't know what that is. I still don't even uh -oh. know. So the Rape Squad Killers. So what happened was that I had this idea for a prank phone call that we would call a sort of convenience store type place, grocery store, um, and there, I basically called and, and said, Was hey, that your idea? Yeah. In my memory, it was mine. We need a PKA historian to see. Uh... Um, you can go back and watch it real quick. I, I think you thank me for the idea. In the, in the, Did I? You the, know what? Yeah. My memory is old and go rusty. On. Let's just go with yeah. yours. <laughs> in any case, um, I called the guy and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm driving toward your store. Uh, I'm with a few few of my friends, and we, we need to pick up a few items. We each have a couple items that we're responsible for tonight, so I'm going to have to pass the phone around. Is that okay? Because I want him to like understand what's going on. And then basically we pass the phone around to each member of the, the Skype call, and we ask for a different item from a rape and murder kit, uh, and they get progressively more um, obvious. So at first, you know, maybe Latex you need gloves. like... Yeah, some gloves or some rope or something like Did that. Did you say but we were calling a drugstore? We called a drugstore, and then it is, if you're paying attention to the shopping list, it unfolds as mm. a rape kit. So it's like, oh, mm -hmm. do you have any latex gloves? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any zip ties? Yeah, we've got that. Do you have like a, a, a mask? Butcher's knife. Yeah, like a mask, and they didn't have it. We're like, we can wear pantyhose. <laughs> we can wear, yeah, yeah. Do you have any pantyhose? And then you're like, <laughs> as you're listening to this, you're like, ah, oh. and then like, you know, do you have any knives? And, and like, if you just keep paying attention, you can see that we're building a rape and murder kit. And, and that was the, and then. And uh, then at the end of it, I said something like, you know, we'll be there soon. Make sure you've got our items ready. And then I think Bash or somebody said, yeah, don't keep us waiting. You don't want to see us when we're angry. And uh, I, I, I think I said, I just, I went, rape squad, kill us. And everybody kind of laughed. And I was like, 
I was like, but, but don't get intimidated by that. That's that's our church league softball team. That's that too. We're, we're, we're the rape squad killers. And after it hung up, we were so pleased with ourselves. I remember Kyle was like, we're forever known as the rape squad killers. And and somehow a tea kettle became our symbol. I don't know why, but that was a thing. And um, yeah, and that that's that's how that was born. And there was a you know, rape squad killer subreddit that we played with for a while. And um, I don't know. It was just whatever it was one of the things i can't think of a worse thing to attach yourself to than the name rape squad killers there's could be no, think of it something more negative of yeah. it was I, I was like what is the worst thing i can think of that i could just name us and it was the it was a squad of guys who rape and kill <laughs> and yeah, pretty much i got it what, what uh, if you were they're motivated and they're professional they rape and kill Tony. What if you yeah. were the, the country killing clan, like country as in rural, and you spelled all letters with a K? K? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a little we, overdone. I think there's no black with that already. Do we only kill blacks and Jews? Is that the thing? Like, do we? Is it racist I, killings? I was or is just K- copying. I was or just trying just to be working? our own KKK. Uh, maybe it didn't work. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they got their own thing over there. Grand Wizard and hoods and holes in them and such. They got a well-run organization. You know, we could be the Krispy Kreme killers and go and motivate heavy people into losing weight, like we have in a lot of episodes recently. I would like, I would like to do the opposite, and I would like to roll up into like fat camps. No, yeah, yeah, with one of those guns that shoots the the shirts into the crowd, but Krispy Kreme donuts in that. Hitting right in their mouth. It's firing so hard. It's like giving them black eyes and knocking them out, not even eating them. Yeah, I'd like to go in really there. Magnum-powered uh, uh, Krispy Kreme gun. Like every time you launch a fucking donut, you're just. I like where you're going with this, right? <laughs> like instead of a flamethrower, we should have like a gigantic whipped cream flower <laughs> that just like coats the coats the people with whipped cream. Like imagine you Ghostbusters too, except it's whipped cream. Sugar. Mm, oh, like that. yeah, that's good. Good. You know, my my it kind of remind. You said powdered sugar. It reminded me. My favorite part of Super Troopers is when, um, like the bad <laughs> cops, like the police, have captured Farva, and they've like <laughs> they've like hosed him down with the hose naked, and then they start throwing powder on him, and you assume <laughs> that it's a delousing agent. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, so he, he goes, sorry about the delousing. He goes, it's powdered sugar. <laughs> the guy goes. The lice hate the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete bullshit. He said he just wanted to powder sugar this motherfucker for the fun of it. So instead of they didn't be loud, they powder sugar. That's one hell of a movie. It's a shame that the the what is it, Broken Lizard or something like that? Then then what those guys call themselves are like a comic troupe, I suppose. But but they made that movie and a few more. They made like Beer League, um, um, or was it Beer League? It was the one where they like were going to another country to. Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. Beer I can't Fest, remember the name maybe? though. No, Beer, Beer Fest. Fest was different, right? Or maybe um, it was Beer Fest. I don't know. Might have been be- whatever. They made a couple of movies, but nothing nearly as good as Super Troopers. Which I feel, if you've never seen Super Troopers, you are really missing a great, great comedy film. Go watch Super Troopers. It is fucking incredible. It's one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah. They don't. Who did their homework for the week and watched The Master? Who found time in a week to watch a movie? I did. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with this. 
then, Woody, you, you glance over the synopsis while Kyle and I <clears throat> chat. So, last week someone came up with the uh, bright idea. Uh, I believe it was an AMA question, one of our uh, Patreon members. We'll go over some more AMA questions later this episode, I think. But his question wasn't so much a question, but it was a suggestion that we do sort of a PKA movie of the week. The hosts all watch the movie. Uh, hopefully some of the fans join in and watch the movie. And then at the end of the week, we come back, talk about what we thought about it. So le- the, inaugur- the first ever episode was um, The Master, a, a, uh, a movie from about a year or two ago with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Joaquin Phoenix, and Amy Adams, where um, Philip Seymour Hoffman basically plays a cult leader who um, uh, in, in the 1950s, and Joaquin Phoenix plays a... A war two veteran who's been addled by the war and um, and also by a strange concoction that he mixes um, that includes alcohol and paint thinner and and turpentine and, and a bunch of stuff and he's also yeah. just a straight up alcoholic a re- regular alcoholic yeah he, he suffers from delusions and 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 just really uh, and so really crazy social issues it what did you think about the movie did you, all right let's let's start did you like okay. it would you recommend it uh, I would recommend it for one time. Uh, it was good. It was way too long and meandering at parts. Like the yeah. whole first half hour of the movie, I liked it because I like Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I thought Joaquin Phoenix was good, even though I'm not like a huge fan of him or anything. But mm-hmm. I was interested and kept going. But then about half hour in, I'm like, what the hell is this about? What the fuck's happening? Like, yeah. is something going to occur that makes, like, it seems like they kind of. Thought about, they started making the movie before they figured out quite yeah. what it was about. So they alluded to him having some sort of sex addiction, obviously, with his Rorschach um, testing and he, he uh, what he did with that sandcastle woman and and yeah. all that. And there was the odd relationship with the 16-year-old girl, and I didn't understand who she actually was. Um, yeah. it, it, there was a lot, but, but there's a lot of parts like that and a lot of facets of the movie that you never truly understand. Um, they're just presented to you as is, just like real life is. So if you took a peek into my life one day, you'd be like, but, but wait, who's that person you just talked to on the phone? Who's that? I don't yeah. understand. And that's how the movie felt at times. It felt that unlike a traditional screenplay where they're like, well, this is where we give the nod to the audience that the character is gay or that the character is angry or that, or that his wife is cheating on him or whatever. We, this is where we like, hey, check this out. Pay attention. There wasn't any of that. It was more like real life in that you had to just be like, I don't know, maybe they don't like each other now. Like, like there, was, yeah. there was some confusing bits. Like We never learned where he came up with this crazy drink concoction that he no, served No, I thought himself. that was going to be revealed, and I was really kind of pissed when it wasn't. Yeah, was, yeah we don't was, know how he learned to make it. We don't know what exactly what's in it. We don't know what it really is. Um, yeah. we so never to go to learned, the sand part in the beginning, I'm, just I'm like, lost. this is one of the first scenes... That uh, that he's in there is it shows him in his army days. I think it was his army days, and he's around a bunch of his military friends on a beach, and they made a sandcastle, but it's in the shape of a woman, and she's naked, pretty lewd. You can see a sand vagina and the sand boobs and all that, and he's laying there, and he goes over and starts humping it at first, and everybody's like, aha, and then he does it for like a little too long, and it becomes clear like, okay, so and then he gets the up and, and kind of everybody does the else. Motion. At first, it's yeah. all for fun, and then he gets him and does like he's like ha doing the motion like he's jerking off on it, and then he like gets Puts into his hand it a little his pants bit or something, and, and is like realizes, getting into it. Like he realizes that that now he's actually turned on, and he's just like, and he like walks away and just just j- turns his back to everyone like a few a few yards down the beach and just jerks off, 
And yeah. it's alluded to that he's a sex addict. And, and what I was getting at with the concoction he makes, he makes this drink that sends him into, like, these delusions and this really uh, inebriated state. And it, it's he makes it, and he's... And, um, he serves it to Philip Seymour Hoffman's character too. Like that's one of the ways they bond is through this drink. And it's ba- it, the, did it seem a lot like Scientology to you? It did. Uh, I did like the uh, the the interview he did and how over time it kind of showed like okay, so this guy like this is actually how a cult would work. Like they're using techniques that would work on people who are already convinced that they know the truth. So like the arguments he was making with that one guy who like invaded in their little clubhouse and was yeah. like, oh yeah, you're not really you know, a godly man, this is all made up, you're being false, and all the arguments that Philip Seymour Hoffman made in the presence of his cult followers, they weren't convincing to anyone other than people who want to believe and have a presupposition about what reality is. Yeah. And so it, it really, that was my favorite part, was just seeing how, oh, so this is how, this is real, like how these kind of arguments would win people over only if they're already convinced, which is why these cults, after like a point, just kind of stay the critical mass and don't just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I think... Um... I think I liked it. I'm glad that I watched it. I'll yeah. never watch it again, and if I recommend it to somebody, it would only be if they were a big Philip Seymour Hoffman or Joaquin Phoenix fan, um, and it would be with the advice going in that this is a long film that meanders at times mm. and is a bit difficult to wrap your head around, but if you want to see some really strong acting and some some scenes that are just really powerful, like there there's a point when Joaquin Phoenix is... He thinks he's being initiated into the, the the religion or like like unlocking past lives or something. I think, but in reality, it seems a lot more like brainwashing, where he closes his eyes and walks from one end of the room to the other with his hands out, and on one end is a pane of glass on a window that he touches, and then he describes what he feels, and then as soon as he does it, he does a 180 and and touches a wooden wall and deci- describes what he feels, and he does this for like two days straight until when he touches the the glass, he's like. I see the stars and the galaxies and the universe, and I can touch them all. And they're like, "Yeah, you're insane now. You're like you've just been brainwashed." Um, yeah. And basically, so like Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think kept him around so he could escalate the crazy a little bit. So then, when everybody else saw that Joaquin Phoenix was doing like the "I can see the stars" and all that, they were like, "Oh shit! I can't like this is real because Philip Seymour Hoffman's agreeing with him." So this is like the next Maybe step. So. so I can't Maybe this so. guy get ahead of me. I gotta be just as progressive in this nonsense as he is. So then they were all like, I can feel the oceans too, <laughs> or whatever's going on. But, it was uh, yeah. No... Overall, it was good. You could skip the first twenty and the last twenty minutes and see the same movie basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although like, literally I that amount. I, I feel like there's a scene at the end when he finally goes back um, to the town, and he goes to that house. Uh, I feel like that scene's important. Yeah. So yeah, I feel maybe like they skipped maybe, over quite a bit of stuff that could have been interesting. It, it feels like it feels like they it feels like a poorly edited film. That's what it feels like. Um, yeah. It, it feels like they could have cut a lot of stuff out, and it feels like they cut a few things that they shouldn't have, and we're left with an incomplete narrative. And because of that, it's difficult to even understand the uh, the characters and understand their motivations. Um, I, I think I understand Amy Adams' character. I understand. Um, I don't understand Joaquin Phoenix's character, though. He's the one. No. I don't understand him at all. They didn't explain him enough. There wasn't enough backstory. It was just kind of a, a weird allusion to the fact that, oh, there was this uh, girl that I used to love, and she's way back here. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, during his you know, cult interview with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, is like, why didn't you go back for her? 
why didn't you go back to her? Asking the same questions over and over like cults apparently do. And you think that the first scene of them doing the interview like and Joaquin Phoenix talking about the girl he loved back in Maryland or whatever the fuck, uh, you feel like that's going to be answered later in the movie. And it's just never addressed. Just like the sex addiction. Just like yeah. the alcoholic drink. And yeah. really, I, I'm, the more I'm talking about it now, the more I'm realizing I enjoyed it, but not... The only reason I did is because I often... Because yeah, as too. a whole, like, if yeah. there were anybody else, that, that movie wouldn't stand up at all. So if you don't like him, yeah, don't watch this movie because it, you're yeah, paid. That was Ed Harris instead of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. A, 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 well, a very talented actor. It'd be a shitty movie. Like, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman makes the film. Why, um, feel, feels poorly edited. I would give it, like, I don't know, one th- like one of these, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff I like, but there's a lot of stuff I don't like. So, um yeah, I don't know. It, 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 watch at your own caution. So we need to find a new film. Um, I, I, I think, think we should. I think we should pick something from Netflix because that's that's really easy for all our fans to do yeah. as well. Did uh did it bother you how Joaquin Phoenix talked in that movie when you were just kind of over well, the you know, uh, he doesn't have he does have that hair lip, and I think maybe he was trying to accentuate <laughs> that. And also to confuse the viewer, which she was successful at. <laughs> yeah, it was really frustrating the first few scenes, where, I mean, it's it's great. Where the motherfucker can't him. speak, like your main character, yeah. like is is accentuating his hair lip lisp, and you can't understand him, and he's kind of speaking and like a voice that starts back here somewhere, and it's all hollow and. and the first uh, fifteen minutes of him is completely incomprehensible. I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Dude, what what was what the fuck was up with that photographer uh, scene? The photography scene when he freaked out on that guy and like kept holding oh. the light closer to him. Yeah, that didn't that wasn't explained either. There was nothing a, was explained. First of violence in the beginning of the film, like like random violence against a customer that is completely unexplained. Yeah, he's uh, he went from they jumped from him basically sodomizing a sand woman on the beach <laughs> to being a. Uh, photographer in like an old-timey Macy's looking place and he's taking pictures of a guy and goes over to you know adjust the light because old-timey hot lights and he kept moving it closer closer to the guy's face and the guy's like dude it's getting hot it's getting hot so they get in the huge altercation start punching and fighting and uh, then it just ends and there's no more talk of this yeah no talk of it no discussion never discussed again and like did you notice like the four different scenes because it wasn't just him like uh, with the alcoholic beverage with poison in it that he gave Philip Seymour Hoffman and other people, he like actually killed a guy with it at one point at some, uh, yeah. you know, like uh, siesta, camp. some Mexican party that he like crashed and convinced this old guy to drink it, and later the old guy dies and he just runs away and a bunch of people chase him once yeah, again. Yeah, chase not him out of there. Too. Yeah, they chase him out of there because they know he poisoned him, and then it it's it doesn't just show him mixing like little things. He like has a lab equipment and like a big beaker and he's like pouring stuff. Like he's making meth. Earth. Yeah, so at first you're like, wow, he's not just making a drink. There's something to this. This yeah, is going to explain something. At first, no. I thought that this guy like had some no. absinthe or something. Like that's the type of thing we had. Like maybe he, it was like a couple kinds of booze plus like some sort of like like mushrooms or acid or yeah, I don't yeah. know what. You know, something Anything. I've heard of before. But no, he's like got some kind of crazy chemical mixture he's mixing up and giving people. All right, it's time to pick the next film, and I would All like right. to nominate uh, a film called Chaplin. It is the Charlie Chaplin story, and um, Robert Downey Jr. plays Charlie Chaplin. I like your choice. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at choices, too, while you guys were talking. Um, there's one called You're Next. It's a horror film. Uh, also Anthony Hopkins. 
Uh, wait, that he had American Anthony Hopkins is in it. You say? Uh-huh. Mm. I can't scroll enough to find it. Are you sure? Positive. So your next is on. Uh, it's on Netflix. On yeah, Netflix. I, I I googled for like top Netflix movies. There were a couple I liked. Your next, and then others I had liked but seen before. Heather's comes to mind. American Psycho comes to mind. Um, then there was another. I want to do one. one that... Oh, Adventureland. Also, Dan Aykroyd, Maris, and Marissa Tomei. Wait, are you talking about your movie? Yeah, and Diane Lane and James Woods. That explains and... it. Because I thought you were talking about my movie. And I um, was like, talking about mine. I swear he's wrong, but he's so sure. <laughs> um, All right, well then, uh, I just what, what's Chaplin about? Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin, it's like a biography. Oh, oh. To me, it, it's like I, I've heard it's really good. And if Robert Downey Jr. decided to pick it, then it's, you know, like I, I kind of trust his judgment. But I couldn't be less interested in Charlie Chaplin. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm going to change mine because this movie's too long. Um, it's a very good movie. If you want, if I, I, I would push Chaplin hard on anybody, <laughs> but it's two hours and 23 minutes. So, so let me go back to the drawing board on mine. In the loop has James Gandolfini. I know what I want to see. Um, Hang on. Uh, Digstown. Digstown. D, you saying? Digstown? Uh, yeah, two Gs. Digstown. One word. Digstown. Boxing movie? Yeah. Michael Ritchie, James Woods. You in a James Woods mood? Um, I saw James Woods in the last one, and I was like, oh, Digstown. Hmm. I, I mean, I still vote for your next. I don't know if I can get any other votes for it, but I'd love to see a good killing home invasion movie. And if it's a bad horror movie, those are fun to talk about. Okay. Yeah. I'm open for Kyle's idea. I don't want to seem like I'm some sort of tyrant. No, I picked the last one. I, I strongly recommend Digstown, too, if you, especially if you like fighting movies and if you think James Woods is funny. A, a fighting, like, fist fighting type movie with no weapons? Um, yeah, yeah. It's mm. so. So the premise of the movie is that this. I may be a little bit wrong here, but basically, James Woods ends up in this crazy bet with this wealthy. He owns a town and like runs the whole town himself. Like he's you know the mayor and the sheriff or whatever and everything. And the bet is that he knows a fighter that could that could beat up any like ten men in that town. And they and the and the mayor like took it as a literal bet. And so he has to go dig up this old boxer, and he literally, like, starts training, and he has to fight the ten best men in the town. So he, like, in one night, boxing matches one after another. So, uh, it, it's good. That does sound pretty cool. Huh. Probably not gonna watch it. That sounded, <laughs> yeah. You, for me, I was unsold on it. Like, really, a ten v one boxing? Well, it's one at a time, and each one is a different kind of guy. And there's there's a lot of jokes and funny stuff going on too. But what's this movie you want? You said uh, you're next. You're next, yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, it's it was far tomatoes. better than the more successful The Purge in that they cleverly subvert the home invasion norms rather than mindlessly submitting you to obvious tropes. With a strong, sly sense of humor, screenwriter Simon Simon Barrett, with the help of the film's excellent cast, takes you takes everything you know from movies of the aforementioned The Strangers, Toys with Expectations. 
The masked intruders aren't unstoppable killing machines. No victims get tied to any chairs to be sadistically tortured. And finally, one of the victims Aww. actually fights back. I uh, I don't know. I, Sounds I, like they were being lazy. No torture. No <laughs> killable monster. Um, let's see. No, when yeah, Vincent's that, character Aaron attacks the bad guys with screwdrivers and other home improvement weaponry, it's a rush, often played brilliantly for laughs. Other home invasion movies are too maliciously one note to yield that kind of reaction. It sounds, I, I don't know, I'm down, but I'm also flexible. Um, I will watch it. Right. Yeah, I'll watch it. Let's, let's switch up genres every week. Last week we watched a meandering tale of nonsense, and this week we'll watch a bad horror movie. <laughs> uh, I hope it's good. I mean, I, I like a good it's home It's not going to be good. Really? It's not going to be good. It said it was funny. right on the internet. Yeah. It said it was, and they, couldn't, they wouldn't just go on the internet and tell lies. No, who would do that? What's the, what's the Rotten Tomatoes score? Uh, 74. So higher than you would think for a horror no movie. No way. Yeah, that's actually okay, really I'm, high I'm for sold. horror. I'm sold then. Okay. All right, you're next. It looks like it came out in 2013. Uh, Y O U apostrophe R E next, and uh, you can check it, and then you won't be lost. Next PKA movie talk. Hmm. Yeah. It's got a higher tomato meter critic rating than audience rating. That's hey, not isn't that rare? Good. Isn't it usually the other way around? I'm more of an audience guy, but I still yeah. would like to see it. I have a new topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you know, I don't know how to. I have an interest in X-Jaws. I sometimes wonder, right? Because, like, even though his path isn't a straight line to successful adult, I still find him fascinating. And I just realized he's active on Instagram. Have you guys ever checked out his Instagram? Um, Never not really gone lately. I can show you. It's, um, if other people want to see it, he's Sam or X-Jaws <clears throat> on Instagram. And, uh... Based on what he's sharing here, he's leading, I guess what he's, he's targeting a super healthful life. Like he, he's got these like pork chops and asparagus and kebabs of some. You know, pork chops? It's rare for me to eat a red flesh. Of health. But when I do, I don't eat much carbohydrates. Sam's the worst Jew. <laughs> he's just <laughs> not oh, good at Jewing. My current regimen for those wondering is one magnesium calcium zinc, four vitamin C 500 milligrams, two advanced probiotics, one total eye care complex, two memory support complex, one green tea complex, coenzyme Q12 200 milligrams, two mood sleep support complex, one vitamin D 2000 milligrams, vitamin B complex 100, digestive matrix enzymes for use with each meal, one astinexin 4 milligrams 1 DHEA I'm almost done 25 milligrams youth hormone 2 times anti-aging complex 2 times 5 HTP 100 milligrams I'm also considering adding blood pressure support supplement and green coffee bean extract but I'm not as familiar with those I linked you to a picture of all that yeah it's uh, mm. it, it, that's the caption I was reading he, oh, you know what? I can drag this on screen so people watching are non. This is what he takes daily, I presume. He doesn't quite say daily. It just says it's his current regimen. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a lot of stuff to be taken. I, yeah. 
And I, I mean, I if know you want that... to find your people stole that out anyway because it's a supplement, not See, a. See now, now know, some just... things like like you're saying, like you can't take too much of it. I'm not enough of an expert to tell you which is which, but some things you can't take too much of. Your body just won't absorb it and it'll pass it and it'll be no big deal. Other things that you can have too much of, and I don't know. Yeah. Too much anti-aging complex, and you can develop Benjamin Button disease. If <laughs> 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 only. <laughs> Woody would be all over that. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. That's just, I mean, it's fine. See how you look when you're 7,000. doesn't seem like, it seems like that's all. That's just too much I, to be taken. I really feel out of my element. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see he's eating, like, bowls full of blueberries and raspberries and looks like some sort of avocado tomato meal. Um, it's hard to tell if this is every day. I mean, this is what he shares of himself, not not necessarily like who he is. Is that him DJing some giant gig in, in top I center? Know. Like, I guess no. it looks like him to me, but it's a picture from the back, so you can't be positive. Uh, but yeah, Sam's yeah, active too. on... Instagram and based on Instagram a huge part of his interest at the set seems to be what he's eating that or he's just following like stereotypical um you know I share what I eat on the internet thing yeah which I I love to follow what people eat (laughs) what did people do in the 80s Woody before that um live their own lives (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, before anybody comments on it or something, I, I just took a hard stance on the supplement thing just for the sake of it. But I, it's probably it's fine to take that many if you want. It's just I'd be curious to know how many of those are, like, herbal, you know, homeop, homeopathic. That's right. Uh, supplements and how many are like kind of at least more proven. Because I know Joe Rogan talks about a bunch of that stuff. Some of it sounded familiar, but it could be like a different brand. I don't know. But uh. Yes. It almost just seems like those multivitamins are too good to be true with how much like they promise. I've got a thing mm. that might be funny. What's that? So we have to do our Squarespace ad. And I have found the Squarespace song. It's only <coughs> 90 seconds long. I say we listen to it. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Are you guys ready? Are we, are we timed up? I'm oh, I'm up at zero? I didn't realize there was a link. I am now. All right, Taylor? Yep. Ready, set, play. It's the all-in-one platform. (laughs) Makes it fast and easy to create. You can start with 20 highly customizable templates to make your own professional website. Bug-fighting templates.
I hope not. It makes it more exciting or funny. I, I imagine a big crowd. Everybody clapping. Yeah. <laughs> I. What is he doing? He's just kind of having a little He's bit of a looking Parkinson's at me spooky. maneuver at the end. <laughs> he tucks away. <laughs> I I have this like in my head. They're like, "Hey, I want to do a jingle," and some guy in HR ra raises his hand, saying, "Like, I can sing, I can sing." Like they didn't hire hey, him. Hey, I've got a gay cousin who'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> can he sing? Not really. <laughs> he kind of talks into the microphone, and his buddy's kind of a. He can kind of mix them together. We'll make it work. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. I, I like no, it. It's it was, kind of catchy. It, Better than I could do. I, I swear, I've heard that. I've heard that song I've like four times, times now. now. I don't yeah. know if it's good or bad. I don't. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's and even you even know what is good though. Squarespace. Yes, indeed. Squarespace. Everything you said is true. I I I really am looking forward to uh, to perhaps making a Squarespace website for the bug fighting. Dude, they're. People are going to look forward to seeing it. They better hold up, too. Because uh, when we launch this thing, there's going to be some people looking at it. Hey, let me read the uh, the, the copy for you guys. Uh, we just want everyone to remember that this episode of PKA is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter PKA as a code at the checkout. A better web starts with your website. It's simple and easy, beautiful design, drag and drop content, 24 by 7 support through live chat and email. Plans start at $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Response design, commerce ready, every site comes with an online store. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today. Go to squarespace.com PKA. That's squarespace.com PKA. Don't miss out. We're doing it. We're going to put together some bug fights. Yeah. yeah, I need to come up to do much. I just need to figure. <laughs> yeah, I need... yeah. All you have to do is do some voices. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of where I'm gonna hold my bug fights right now. I'm thinking about bug fighting lighting, friends. Mm -hmm. Bug fighting lighting. Yeah, yeah. So let us know in the comments down below. Lighting them, I think, think will about? be easy. You just throw a softbox over it. If there's no lid, if there's a lid, then all of a sudden things get trickier. Dude, there's. Gotta be a lid. You know, if you're gonna be a sissy about it, maybe you just shouldn't be in the bug fighting business. Maybe you'd like to handle some of the bug fighting filming, Woody. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. You're, you're, what, you're right. a good way. Be a lid. <laughs> I'll get a GoPro in there. That's for damn sure. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Putting a GoPro in there is a brilliant idea. On a stick, and maybe I could. All right. So imagine this. So the top of the terrarium has a piece of rubber with like a seam in the middle so that I can have a stick with a GoPro on the end through that seam so they can't escape and I can get some crazy close-up angles and stuff. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You should right, paint them too. Going into with the with the GoPro bug camp. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if my GoPro case had like a couple African hornet scratches in it. Like I could remember that forever. Yeah. This is where it got African stung. Yeah, I think it's I think I think it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna get right on that. I'll order my. I, I guess I'll start ordering bugs. I'm definitely gonna get. I'm definitely gonna get um, a scorpion, and a spider. I really think Squarespace can give us a little budget on this. I hope so. Now, if Squares, yeah, if, if if they get involved, and they think it's a good way to uh, to promote Squarespace. Then, I can put on some real bug fights. Dude, it'd be awesome. 
Squarespace, if you want, you don't even have to let us know. Just ship hundreds of bugs to Kyle's house, and we'll start using them right away. Surprise! <laughs> Ken, I guess we need to confirm that bug fighting is legal. Is bug fighting uh, legal? It has to be legal. No yeah. way there's a law against bug fighting. Nobody cares about bugs. Nobody cares about bugs. No bug lobbyist. I don't know, man. Bugs might have lobbyists. The caring that people have about bugs is ensuring that they get killed. It's like anti-caring. And as long as you eat them afterward, people won't mind. I thought it would be funny if, like, at the end, like, when I'm left with a giant tarantula and I'm not going to do any more bug fights, if, like, you just saw my hand, like, reach into the aquarium and just, bang! Because <laughs> that's the only way I'm going to dispose of some of these bugs. Some of these things are so fucking scary. A sand spider, they run 10 miles per hour. Is that a and camel spider, like, you mean? That's the camel spider, yeah. Camel spider, yeah, yeah, yeah. They run 10 miles per hour, and they are fucking hideous look look that thing up it is just a monster and that's what she wants she wants a camel spider she sees himself as a camel spider well i can get yeah. on board with that i think he's the biggest member of uh of pka yeah i don't know how big camel spiders are though i uh, will they're, they're just a... horrifying yeah there's some nasty youtube videos of them like soldiers who found him over in the middle east gross <laughs> animals dude uh yeah I, you know, this is the internet, so I can't believe everything, but I'm seeing, like, awful wounds from these camel spiders on humans. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they, like, bites or stings? What do they do? Uh, here's a link. It says, the URL you can see, it's only a camel spider. Oh, sh what? Shit. I don't know, man. I, maybe... <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Dude, we never really even put into thought how dangerous some of these giant bugs might be. If they're, like, necrotizing flesh venoms. Yeah, man. I, I don't need one of those. Order more than one. It's going to melt the glass in the cage. I, it's getting out! <laughs> I actually suspect that they don't hurt you. Oh, here, it says they're not dangerous to humans. Oh. Well, good. It's a Are trick. They are they dangerous to scorpions? <laughs> Here's some the common camel spider miss. Camel spiders often run at speeds over 30 miles an hour, screaming while they run. <laughs> 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 they can be as large as a frisbee. Apparently that's a myth. That their venom is an anesthetic that numbs prey. That they can jump three feet high. Uh, here are the facts. Um, they only run 10 miles per hour. Wow. Oh they can only be up to eight inches long. Although many of our repeaters report larger. Uh, they always do. And that's the last interesting one. I won't bore you with the other ones. Eight inches. That's a very big bug. Yeah. That's a disgustingly big bug. I'm glad they're not coming to where I live. <laughs> I'm glad they're all getting shipped to Kyle's. Man, you're, oh. you're going to have to buy a big-ass terrarium. No, never mind. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting a couple of them. You could do like a Hunger Games style thing where you put a bunch of them up and have like glass cases over them and then you lift that... all those at the same time and there's a cornucopia of, of sugar cubes and gummy bears in the middle <laughs> that they have to squabble over. <laughs> there's, there's like bug weapons. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a free-for-all for like the 10th episode or something where we just throw like, I don't know, 200 fire ants and like four of the scariest bugs ever in there. <laughs> that is horrible. Uh, do as you will. Maybe, like, throw a bunch of bees in there so they're kind of like air power. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a good idea. Sounds safe. 
Do we need this a fresh topic? To me, we do. Shoot, you're gone, Kyle. Uh, yes, Kyle. I wish you'd had the desk popper. Next week, oh, maybe. Oh yeah, she took it home with her. She like like she came over the other day, and I was like, um, I was like, look what I got you, and it was a joke. It was like I didn't really get you a fucking cap gun, dummy. And she took the cap gun home. Like she was, like, I thought she bought it for me. I was like, why would I buy you a cap gun? This is a girl that you know <laughs> that took it. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. She took the fucking cap gun home with her. She thought I actually got it for her. Like, like no, it's my oh. desk pop cap gun. <laughs> well, that explains why you couldn't find it. Next week, desk pops. All right. So, new topic. Microsoft is rumored to be buying Mojang, Minecraft, for two billion. Two billion. Yeah, That's I've crazy. seen. Two I mean, billion? it's been reported on reputable places like a Wall Street Journal, for example. But then no one seems to have like a reputable source or like, you know, like a, a real lockdown or an official comment from either Microsoft or Mojang. But I'm reading it everywhere. They're talking about doing it. I have my own theory. I, it, it's not that groundbreaking, but I'm pretty sure Notch doesn't like running Mojang anymore. Uh, as soon as he started going after server owners, uh, obviously server owners weren't happy and I'll be biased from that standpoint, but also... Like everyone who's been a customer of the server owner was angry too. You know that they they uh, they invested in a server and made them special. They had extra names next to their IGN and stuff like that. And and then Mojang wanted to take that away from everyone. So server owners, not me, but I know other server owners, started encouraging their players to fuss directly towards Mojang. Um, someone sent Notch like dead black flowers and stuff like that, black balloons. And he tweeted out, like, does anyone want to buy Mojang? I have no interest in, uh, I think he said, I have no interest in getting hated on for doing the right thing or something very close to that. And uh, that's about when the talks with Microsoft started, according to these rumors. I think Notch just went from being universally loved to mixed and decided, why am I doing this? Why am I taking all this? You really said, why am I taking all this hate for doing everything right? It it was something very close to that. That's kind of douchey. Um, that's kind of a douchey thing to say why is everybody just picking on me I have only a few billion dollars to myself and everybody's being mean like just don't make a scene about it sell it if you don't like it like what kind of hate well I guess I don't follow the Minecraft community at all but was he getting significant hate because from what I could tell everybody seemed to like his game um, for some weird reason he, he got people were fussing at him they, they, they didn't like what he was doing there um I'm trying to see if I can let's see. It would have been like July. I'm looking for it. Don't you you kind of agree that's a douchey thing to say though? Like I'm doing everything right, and I'm tired of getting hate for that. Like it's it's like you're begging, you're playing your cards so that a bunch of people are gonna be like, no, no, you know what you're doing? You stick with it. You know, keep on keeping on, buddy. Like you're just fishing at that point. Um. Okay. I'll I'll answer since you asked twice. Yes. Clearly, it's douchey. And yeah. I think I've been that douchey before too, so I should not be the not one that, that calls him douchey. douchey. I'm pretty <laughs> douchey. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I've been trying to adopt an absolute no, zero even... like fussing response policy. And uh and I, I guess I just broke it right here, but not really. Anyway, yeah, so I, I see where he's coming from. Um but that you know, it's it's easy to look at someone with a lot of money and be like, how can you be unhappy? My biggest problem doesn't even enter your life. But people will just take whatever their current problems are, escalate them yeah. to their biggest ones and have to deal with that. that that's how people go. Um, I can't find the exact quote, but I'm really close there. Um, 
Yeah. So it's definitely being sold for two billion. That's um, ridiculous. No, definite is a stretch. Maybe I need to check his replies. Um, definite is a stretch, but it's been reported. Lol, JK. It's widely reported, and then of course I don't know if he owns a hundred percent of Mojang. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure other people have options and things like that. Um, I can't find the the tweet. Anyway, um. So yeah, he. It looks like he's selling it for two billion. I suspect it's just a matter of you know what, screw this. If if it's no more fun to run Mojang, then I'll just take my two billion and buy a boat. And in my opinion, like, yeah, why not? You know, I that uh, that makes perfect sense. So does that company do anything but Minecraft? Or is it just Minecraft? Barely. You know, I have my issues with the company. Uh, they do run some other games. I think there's one called something Scrolls. Uh, Minecraft is by far their runaway hit. And um, they often say, like, you know what? People act like we're not indie anymore. But the truth is we only have, like, eight people working on Minecraft. or It's more like 15. But um, that's what they say. And maybe of active developers, the number is, like, eight. But in my head, that's not a selling point. Like, the fact that you're still indie when you get... Like, you're getting Activision money and you literally have two fucking people running support. This is the most widely sold PC game in the history of gaming. No one has ever sold more copies of a game, I think maybe for any platform ever, hmm. in the history of How? mankind. And they're like, we only have eight people working here. Right, fucker. Because that's because you're taking all the money. All of it. You know, you're not hot, you're not supporting your game. You're not advancing your game. Like, they roll out a new release, and it's like, great, we've got three new flowers and angry bunnies, and you know, they're bragging about not charging for DLC, right? Because it wouldn't sell. You know, like the, the 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 improvements you make in your game are very very small. There's bouncy slime and flowers and bunnies, and, and I can't even think of much else. There are other things, but. Um, Sounds it, fun. <laughs> it's uh, well, what's fun in Minecraft is what the server owners are doing when they take that Minecraft, use it as a platform, and then start like like there's Minecraft games that look like Titanfall, and you know we just did our Skywars thing today. If you're a Woodycraft fan, we updated Skywars. Now we have like team based Skywars instead of free for all, and it's pretty cool. Check it out. Um, so, uh, um, but yeah, it, it, I, whenever I hear how little staff they have. I remember how huge their profits are. You know, Call of Duty has like 400 people working on it and they sell a billion. Minecraft sells a billion and they have eight people working on it. That's not something that you're supposed to get like applause for. Hire some people. I had no make... idea there were that few people. It's it's really small. So it's under 20. They were just taking all the profit. Yes, yeah. And then, okay, so a lot of people will say, this is ridiculous. Server owners are making lots of money. And it's true, I'm doing great because my server's fucking amazing. But um, <laughs> we're not making nearly what they are. And, and these guys are like, you know, they sell foam picks for more than real picks. They need to chill yeah. on their money whoring accusations. They, you know, they, <laughs> they're ridiculous. I've got like $500 worth of stuffed animals from Minecraft that says that, uh, you know, they make money too. So anyway, um, Microsoft is buying Minecraft and, uh, uh maybe, and yeah, I don't I blame not one bit. What's that? They just shut it down and ruin it. <laughs> everything just copyright it just torn down and they say play a better game everyone is what should happen 
I dude, Minecraft I, Kyle, is a you better game than you know. Really, have you? What's that? I've played a couple of times, like like maybe two two or three hours total. Dude, Minecraft is good. Oh. You have no idea. There's there's redstone in Minecraft that takes like a freaking engineering degree to understand what people do in this game. They've taken like the, what you, you think. You can do math too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, this is so so you're probably familiar with minecraft at a high level on like the survival yeah. thing right where you build a house we have factions on woodycraft lots of people do and uh but our factions is better with a faction it's like instead of just surviving and doing whatever you can claim land and then because i've claimed it you can't break blocks so then you have to build like cannons that launch tnt across the sky at my base and then you go in my base and you steal all my stuff and we fight each other and if a person dies too often they lose power which means they can't keep their claim land so you can go in there and like even break the blocks in my base and, and you can break chests and create creepers and and it's basically survival which is normal minecraft but gang-based survival where the whole object is to kill other people and steal their stuff and it's it's cool and then there are mini games like sky wars and spleef and survival game there's one that like hunger games we did a pka let's play on it everyone starts in their little block and you can either run to the middle and risk it and try to get like swords and armor or you can run out to the to the edges of the forest and get your stuff and the object of course like hunger games is to be the last man standing it's pretty fun that does sound pretty cool it, it, I didn't love Minecraft before I knew about it, just like you. I sort of graded it on the graphics and called it, you know, silly cartoon kids game or whatever. Dude, yeah. when you get in, the, the level of expertise that people have, the cannons, the, it, I'm really impressed by like what the Minecraft community has done with what I think is a pretty basic game. You know, regular survival Minecraft, it's okay, I guess. But factions is amazing. The mini games are amazing. The you know creative it, it's really actually pretty cool if you get into it. So uh, that that's that's the truth behind Minecraft. It, it's what server owners have done in taking that base game. And the developers really deserve the credit. But in taking that base game and turning it into something more is pretty cool. And it'll be interesting to see what happens under the Minecraft or the the Microsoft regime. Like well, maybe I'll hop on Woodycraft. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'll hook you up with the rank. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, the Microsoft thing? Oh, oh, it can go either way. Because in my opinion, the the multiplayer community, the server owners, the developers, stuff like that, we have been the actual research and development arm behind Minecraft for years now, right? It's not survival that's keeping this game alive. It's the mini games like I talked about, the macro games. There's one called Prison we have where you have to like mine, collect money and buy your way to freedom. But like I can kill you. Like, OK, you can grow drugs in the prison world. And then uh, but where you sell drugs is dangerous. So you can die in the drug selling area. So you might want to buy protection from a gang, like maybe give them a stack of marijuana so that they watch your back while you sell all your pot. And, uh, and then I can like betray you and, or, or maybe you don't buy protection and I kill you and sell all your drugs and get and take the money on my own. Like this kind of stuff. And you can like buy shanks and like one hit kill people when you think that they have lots of drugs and then sell their drugs on your own. And, and, uh, all these games that have been created that turn Minecraft into more than just the basic game you download is what has kept Minecraft relevant. Will Microsoft decide to keep letting the community use it as a platform to build on top of or will they decide that they're best at this 
and shut down everyone but themselves? I don't know. We'll see. I, I think uh, Microsoft seems to make uh, decisions that make them money, so maybe something in between. Yeah. Maybe something where they give you you guys have to buy a license or, or pay a fee or something to do that with their with their game. Who knows? That being yeah, they don't want to make less money. So right. like they want to monetize what you're doing, but they don't want to do it. So it would seem like a good idea just to have you pay them a fee to do what you want to do and use their shit. Yeah, that'd be really interesting, that's, right? That's, you know, a, like, that's a middle ground that you would think both sides... Like, like, don't exterminate us, you know, make us part of the team. Yeah, that that was the approach that I personally took with Minecraft. You know, like, for me, it's like, can we find a win-win here, right? Clearly, you guys are selling games because people like us are improving it all the time. You know, if, if all they had was the thing that they download, this game would have died. Um, you know, but Mojang's not really a win-win style company. <laughs> and I think it's because they're so successful. Like they've got so much money that they don't really care about anyone's opinion or, you know, they, they can do whatever they want. You know, they're selling it for 2 billion for heaven's sakes. That's 2 billion is huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just an ugly guy too. So it's good. He's got all that money. I think he got divorced after he got rich. Who would have thought that that would happen? Uh, it's um an ugly guy. I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> Kyle's name. Um. Ah, I like his hat. He always looks like a public that. masturbator. Public masturbator. Yeah. So he, we... he got divorced. It's um. I you know I I I I don't know, but I have to imagine that the whirlwind of fame and money adds pressures to your life when from the outside it looks like it's just pleasure. So, no, Woody, it's all easy. Let's judge him. <laughs> judge him for it. <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Kyle? Oh, I was going to do some survival talk. Okay. Um, so there's a few places that I've been considering um, doing this thing in. I think a, like a wildlife management area would mm -hmm. be the, would, would be good because I, I'm, you can camp and hunt in those places, and they usually have slightly different hunting rules. Like their seasons will be ex expanded or um, deflated, I suppose, by uh -huh. a day or two here and there versus what the regular hunting season is for like you know people on the pri on private land and such. Uh, but for the most part, it's just a place you can go hunting that's like state land. And um, I'm looking for one that's big enough so that the fact that it's going to be hunting season won't really bother us um, so that we can get way off in the woods and like there just won't be any hunters near us, like a place where hunters don't go, um, like deer hunters is specifically. Tomorrow, um, I go to get my hunter's license. Great. No, I don't need a gun for that, do I? I don't need to bring no. anything. It's total no. like a test, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, in my experience, I sat, <clears throat> I sat in like a classroom environment, guy with a marker board. It was very much like like school. Mm -hmm. um, and then they pass out a test at the end, and I don't know, 20, 25 questions. I don't, I didn't miss any. You know, mostly it was common sense stuff, but there was also like a couple of questions, but the answers to them were like hammered into your head repeatedly like how many square inches of um, orange you have to wear I think huh. it's 400 I could be wrong I was 12 <laughs> but they like, like over and over that number so when it comes on the test you're like yeah yeah I got that uh, I, um, it's, it's that kind of test 
I took an online version of the Hunter's Test, which I think means I take a simplified in-person version. And uh, and I, I'm getting that done tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. I hope That'll be good. Then you'll be licensed. And um... Yeah, now under Georgia, did you say we could be under your license or something if you're from out of state? I think if you're, I think you have to be a kid or something for that to work. But 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 it's not going to matter. Like you've got, if you've got your hunter safety thing, then you can just get a license. Right. I'm I'm, I'm mildly worried about the delay. Like, like what I, delay? I thought there was one. That like tomorrow I would pass, and then like all right, three weeks, expect it in the mail. But I'm not sure. Oh really? They they usually hand it to you. Like oh, that would be ideal. That in my case, they were just like, here you go, get that laminated. <laughs> um, there's and, there, and there's an online database. That's how I I got it. Like recently, is I had to go. I went to like GeorgiaHunterRegistry.com dot com mm-hmm. and uh, put in like like I just put in my I think it's like your name and your and some social security information or something plus like a password that you probably don't remember or I did at least hmm. uh, and I just printed it out. So you'll have it instantly. And um, I'll I'll check, but I think an out-of-state license isn't a big deal in Georgia. Yeah, if that's the case, then I would expect, um, like, if you got it when you were 12 and you had it instantly and there was an online database, then here in 2014, they must really have their act together by now, right? I hope so. So. I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering, like, what kind of trip it's going to be. Like, Like, I need to check the, let's see what the hunting season is for squirrel. I know we've done this before, but like it's that time again. <laughs> Let's find out what what time of the year we can shoot squirrel. I don't. I want deer. I have this notion that if one of us will kill really? a deer, and then we won't even be hungry. We'll have big fat meals, wow. right? You can gain some more weight on that trip, like eleven <laughs> pounds of venison. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even make it sound. That would good. be a so grueling way. Squirrel season here begins August 15th and goes until February. So it's already season. You can kill squirrels a lot. Yeah. I thought squirrels were just kind of shoot them when you feel like it. Didn't know there were seasons. There are. (laughs) Yeah, we found that out too. Yeah. Um, So squirrel is a thing. And I was telling Chiz earlier, we need to find an area that has hardwood trees in it, not pines or cedar. uh, Because that's what supports fucking ecosystems like the squirrels need to eat acorns and mm. pecans and stuff like that and they're not eating pine cones so we need to get into some hardwoods because the stuff that eats the squirrels will be there you know rabbits will be there and deer will be there deer like acorns too and we could yeah we could shoot a deer I guess uh, but that would mean we would have to bring you know something more like this along with us like something to shoot a deer I guess there's a, there's a lot of I mean I, I got some all-purpose type guns I've got a 22 upper for my AR-15 I could bring that you know would turn this to a 22 in you know 30 seconds. But yeah, I'm not sure what I want to bring. I could bring that survival gun, but I'm not. <laughs> for people who know nothing about shooting, there are a lot of people who talk about which guns are accurate and which guns aren't. I'm interested in Kyle's opinion in this. In my opinion, most guns are really accurate. Some guns I'm just better with than others. Um, like that survival rifle I had, it has, I think it's called a ghost sight. Um, can you think of a COD gun that has the same one? Is it a SCAR maybe has it? The M14 from Call of Duty 4. Well, didn't That's that have like. like a V with a line in it? Oh, the SCAR from Modern Warfare 2 had it. 
Yeah, that's that's where I was headed. And for me, like most sites involve like lining up three things and then the bullet goes right where the middle one is. And I have an easy time with that. A ghost site is a circle with a line. And uh, the object is to put the tip of that line in the middle of an open space, which just feels imprecise to me. And uh, uh, and plus the tip, like the the your front side is too big and it's orange, and your back side is too plastic and not round enough, and it's hard to shoot. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure the gun, like if you had it in a vice, would hit roughly the same hole twice. It, like, like, you could put all the bullets at a quarter at, at you know twenty five or thirty yards, no problem. But the, like the point of the is, gun is that it all goes into the butt of it and makes it easy to travel and waterproof and stuff. Like I, I could think about getting like a ten twenty two takedown, and that might be a nice like small rifle. Or maybe I'll just bring something bigger. Like a we were talking about like guns like that single shot I had the other day. The Remington Speedmaster uh, is a is a semi automatic twenty two that you could knock the sights off of and have a smooth barrel on, and we. Just to use stuff out of the air because it's semi-auto and you could just get multiple shots and stuff. Or would a shotgun be nice too? Suddenly, I feel like I can hit anything with a shotgun. Oh well, you know, I I feel like it kind of takes all the sport out of it. I'm, it's a survival thing. <laughs> well, you know, if you take a shotgun, then it's I mean, you're really well armed. Then I mean, that's kind of what you want, right? Yeah, you're not I really don't know. unselling I, it. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, look, oh, I'll, buddy. I'll, you, you want to go into this shop prepared and I'll, ready? Uh, I mean, here. Hang. See what he comes back with. The Because I feel like with a shotgun, I can hit. And then, like, my big question was, like, would it just destroy a squirrel to the point where you don't eat it anymore? I don't think so. I'll probably just be hit by, like, two pellets and you're golden. Yeah, not going to shoot it with buckshot or a slug. Not trying to incinerate, just vaporize it. Just, <laughs> well, would you shoot you know, it with birdshot? Or just put a bunch of nails in the barrel. <laughs> fire that. Yeah, I was Shotguns actually thinking that, right? birdshot or buckshot, buckshot. Like one of those two. And just like one of the pellets will hit it and it'll be done for. Yeah. What is Kyle coming back with? What do you have here? So if we're going to do shotguns, we should have to do like tactical shotguns. <laughs> It should have to be something like, more like this. Look at that thing. How about we all have to use one of those really shitty ones that you said you hated more than anything? Oh. That'd be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Or we could use... Wow, that feels heavy just, just watching him lift it. Yeah, this looks like an oh, ordeal. Oh, I know that one. Oh, that one's terrible in Call of Duty as well. It's interesting. So I does it hold 16 rounds? Yeah. So each one of those tubes holds four rounds, and then you shoot four, you spin it 90 degrees, and you shoot four more, and it's a 16-round shotgun. It's like a lot of ways for it to just go wrong it, and not fire well. It's true. I've watched Kyle shoot it a lot, and like sometimes what will happen is he'll shoot two rounds and the third one doesn't go. But it he's just like... After I lubed it up, it, it ran good. This, this one actually works really well, this one. I've seen others that work shitty, but this one I'm proud of. I trust this one mostly. Kyle, like I've watched Kyle shoot it when it when it runs well but not perfect, and uh, he's really good at it. Like it doesn't shoot. He just kind of like he slaps it, does it, you know, cocks it, or I, I don't know exactly what the sequence is, but he just gets the next shells to advance and and in a heartbeat, it's shooting again. But to a regular person, well, I don't know. They might be like putting it between yeah. their legs, banging it, looking down the the 
not the barrel, but the thing yeah, that holds the rounds. Stressful. <laughs> like just. Uh, what is this one he has? It seems to have some sort of like COD three camo. <laughs> oh, he's shot paint with that. <laughs> what is that? The which one's that? This is the UT um, UTS fifteen. So if you rack the slide three times, will it break? Hope not. <laughs> it might. That's the one. It's um. It's a very peculiar weapon. I haven't played with it in quite a while, so forgive me if I'm kind of not that smooth with it. But basically, um, I'm trying to figure out what the best. Oh, maybe if I just point it right at you. So the danger. You've got a tube here and a tube here, and um, you put your shotguns in here. And you've got a, it's kind of spring loaded. And so you've got a row of shotgun shells up through this entire area in there on both sides. And you can see there's, it's open on over here too. So both of these doors are full of shells. And when you do that, then the spring loaded thingy comes down that feeds the shells. And can you pick so, which side? So you could put like slugs in one and buck in the other, or bird versus. This is one of the major d design flaws is this. Uh, right here is made of plastic, and that's what chooses which is which. Um, left side or right side chooses the feed. And then the rest of it, you know, it's kind of... It's just clunky. A lot of plastic in there. Um, looks really fucking cool, though, right? Like, mm, I mean, it sounds does. like a Nerf gun if I like, close my eyes and listen to it, racking back and forth. I but like I mean, that it's painted. Oh, me too. Like, I, I think yeah. that's cool. Like, I don't know. That gun's seen some shit. Oh, you, you're damn right it has. <laughs> it's like... Goat was mounted. Yeah. It's going to clean this path. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we should have to take a shotgun like that. A real piece of shit. <laughs> well, I only have one. So I'll just have to bum one of well, your got... 50 shotguns. Yeah, I've got I've got three like that here. I've got a, a I've pistol got... grip shotgun that's hard to aim. I want a sawed-off double barrel, but one of those comically short ones, that, like where yeah. the shell's almost sticking out the end. That's what I'm putting together. I think I'm gonna make one of those. Yeah, that'd be cool. Woody's gonna have a pump that's about this long. I think is what he's talking about. Um, I'm gonna try. Hopefully, my suppressors come through in time, and I'll have and I'll bring something suppressed. I don't know, a 22 rifle or it, I don't. know. It depends where we go. If we're in a spot where I think we might be able to kill a deer, um, then I'm not sure what I might bring. I've got a lot of options. I got a lot of options for deer. Um, 300 blackout. I've got 6.8 ARs. I've got 5.56 ARs. Um, 300 blackout ARs. I've got 300 blackout bolt guns. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Any of really them. Anything. <laughs> yeah, Kyle can't name all his guns. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's... Well, it's just a case of, like, what would be cool to, like, take on the trip. That would be that would really be, one, that I wouldn't mind throwing in the mud. I've got a few like that. And, and two, that would get the job done and be, uh, and be fun to use. I, I think it might be a... I don't know. Maybe a couple we'll think about things. it. And you're thinking we're going October? That's what I've been thinking lately, too. Maybe the start of October. Yeah, I think um, if we do that, then I'll definitely have my silencers then, which I'm, I really w want to include on the trip somehow. Like, I'll have a shotgun silencer, um, you know, 
here in, in my vault, I'll have 22 stuff. I'll have I'll have everything. Um, so I can, and I may even have a Chris Vector that I could bring. That'd be a cool fucking gun to take. Use that. Um, but I want to come up with something. Realistically, I'll probably bring some kind of 22 suppressed rifle, unless I think that we could kill deer. And then in that case, I may just like. I've got a really, really lightweight 300 blackout rifle I might bring. I'm pretty sure we can kill deer. Well, I mean, if there's deer in the area that we're going to be in, it's what I mean. They're that hard and, to find? Yeah. Because you made it sound like you'd kill them on the way home from school for sport. <laughs> Just... No, we, we, well, remember, I didn't go to school then. That, I was homeschooled then, so I was hunting every morning and every night. That's, that's how I killed so many. Like, we hunted every day, twice a day, for okay. hours. It's oh. hard. Yeah, you know, as I've walked in the woods quite a bit, and it was rare and sort of exciting and happy when I ever saw a deer. You know, the, yeah, the idea that yeah. I would see one like like all right, I'm gonna go look for deer for the next two or three hours and succeed at that. Like, no, I would see a deer once a week. You basically find their path, and they've got a pretty well defined path, and mm -hmm. then you set a deer stand up that's kind of an ambush for that. And you wait there every morning and every evening and, until you catch them crossing between, you know, to go feed, and then you kill them. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of doing nothing. A lot of doing nothing. So, Taylor, are you yeah. a hunter? Are you an experienced hunter? I've gone deer hunting before. Never got one. Uh, it, was, it was I was probably like 13, 12 or 13 at the time. Uh, but since then, I've gone, you know, dove hunting, pheasant, quail, Quite a bit of bird hunting. Do you think you were you good at it? Uh, I mean, it's a lot easier when you're just shooting a shotgun into a big flock of doves. But mm. like, yeah, I was all right at pheasant and that kind of thing. Pretty easy. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm not, not nearly as hard as you. I wouldn't think. As I as I said earlier, like that, I'm just getting my hunting license now. I don't have any. Like I'm, I can usually hit what I'm aiming at if it's standing still. Like I've got a, I've shot a lot of rounds, but I'm not a hunter. There's a difference. Jackrabbit hunting is fun. Can you just shoot them? Like, anytime? Maybe there'll be a season. Let me see when rabbit season is here. Those things, I... When my grandpa told me when I was little we were going rabbit hunting, I pictured, like, the cute little, like... I, I, I didn't want to go because I thought it was going to look like the Petco rabbit. No. These are disgusting monsters with gnarly, gross teeth. Jackrabbits are just, just nasty. Hmm. Disease-ridden. So not or at least eating. the one that I shot right in the face with a shotgun looked, you know, pretty pretty messed up. November fifteenth, yeah, to February twenty eighth, we can hunt those too. Oh, uh, November, excuse me. Mm. Unless you want to use a bow. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. I have no interest in using a bow. Not if my life's depending on it. I'd rather um, use a shotgun. Yeah, if my life's oh, literally depending on it, I want a shotgun. Deer season doesn't open in Georgia for uh, for with rifle rifles until October 18th. It's it starts on October 11th through the 17th with with primitive weapons, which is black powder, uh, and then I think I got a couple of black powder rifles, like modern esque ones, um, and then but then archery season. Is um is before then from sept starts in September. Maybe October eighteenth is that's our target date. That's a good day to get shot. It's a good day to die. Yeah, that's that shouldn't be our target date. I'll take your advice on that then. You pick our target date. It may be better honestly. Like, so killing a killing and preparing a deer is a real thing anyway. Like 
I've I've witnessed it, but I've never cleaned a deer, and um, I don't want to. I think it would. It's very smelly. There's lot. There's there's a pile of guts about this fucking big, mm-hmm. and it 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 sucks. And I don't. First we kill the deer, personally. then we kill the bear we attract. <laughs> but one of the cool things. One of the cool things about going sometime between October 1st and October 18th is that it's much safer because people do get shot in the woods mistaken for deer and we're going to be in the woods during, you know, where, where people hunt. I don't think anybody's going to shoot us with a bow and arrow. I don't think anybody's going to shoot us with a black power rifle because not that many people even do it. Um, I've done it before, but not many do. And, That'd be uh, even worse almost to get hit by an arrow standing in the middle of the woods just... <sighs> you just be like, why? <laughs> You're right there. Like, what the fuck? So I guess I shouldn't wear my antler horn you know, helmet. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna wear my fur coat and my my deer hat. <laughs> just thought I'd wear my fur coat to stay warm on the survival trip. I shot four times. My brown warm coat and my antler hat. My fur coat. So yeah. So yeah, I think this thing could be cool, Taylor. If there's any way that you could work it in, I think I think that's our our target date somewhere, somewhere but in October. I'm thinking right now, like probably the eighth through the twelfth or something like that. Just rough random numbers in my head. Mm. But I th- I think it's gonna be. I don't you know we could make it any days of the week. That's really flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I'd obviously like to. Just, you know, I'll have to see what I can do. Yeah, I know. Just got to see what you got to do with work. But yeah. I think uh, I think this would be good. I, I think I don't want to go too well armed. I don't. I want. I want <laughs> it to be a survivor. I really don't. Like I don't want it to be. I I, I think squirrel. I'd I, I'd be happy living on squirrel and maybe a rabbit. I would and, be thrilled um, to live on those things, but we didn't even see one. <laughs> that's what I was talking. See, that's why you've got me down. That's why I'd like to do it near me, so that like tomorrow, for example. I can go scout out a location. I think I'll just like go hop in the truck and drive to one of these WMAs and like drive out in the woods and walk around with my 22 rifle and maybe see if I can kill some squirrels and like report back. Like, yeah, I got fucking three. This this place will work. I am. Um, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. That sounds like nice. it's it's hard for me. How far is it from you? There's like there's like a do- there's a bunch of them. There's there's one that's like 30 minutes, one that's like 20 minutes, one that's an hour. Um, there's lots of them. I'm gonna do some research. I want to find one, like I said, so that we can really get in there deep, away from people, and uh, and not have to worry about explaining what we're doing to anyone. Mm. I, I like I just, that too. Yeah, I, I just feel like we're gonna look ridiculous anyway out there, like in our like, I don't know how many of us there's gonna be, or like. How long we're gonna be out there? But I'm just imagining some weird scenario, like day four, like me and Joe Lozon and Woody and fucking Chiz out there, just looking like shit, just like <laughs> Chiz is vomiting, and we're all like covered in mud and dirty, and we've got guns with silencers on them and a pile of dead squirrels, and just like, who are you people? What are you yeah. like? <laughs> a pile of dead squirrel bones. You know what? Yeah, Joe's, Joe's over there, just like gnawing on a squirrel head yeah. or something. <laughs> I'm thinking Joe's going to need so many fucking squirrels to maintain his, his games. He's <laughs> this... going to need to like have the like, call. He's hey, gonna have hey don't be messing with my squirrel heads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to be close enough to the trucks that I can carry a car battery to the campsite. Or the, you know, I want to be able to use 
cameras without worrying about the recharge. I know you could get those little pocket batteries that recharge your phone three times. Screw that, man. Th th that'll get me through a day. I want to bring a car battery and like hook up a cigarette lighter thing to it so I can recharge okay. all week without concern. I feel like if I have that, then, you know, we've got, we've got the power we need to film it properly. Let's skip the bullshit okay. and just get an RV. Just <laughs> That's the other thing. We're looking... <laughs> what we want to do with the survival trip is make... Um, is document it well, and we're looking at ways to do that. Um, you know, it, it's easy for someone to say, use that Patreon money to, to, to hire a cameraman. Cameramen are very expensive. Like, mm -hmm. like, so expensive that, like, once you, like, add up the money, you're like, well, I don't even want to do this thing anymore. Like, like this thing is fun, but for, like, you know, $5,000... Of, of, of for paying a cameraman five thousand dollars to film and edit, like we could have a lot more fun and, and and get more out of it. So we're trying to find a scenario where we've got a semi-professional cameraman who's going to be there and his job is going to be able to film this thing, and um and get it done right so that you know, yeah, not just that not just that there are videos, but that there are well lit videos that that look good and are well edited as well. You know, and it's going to be, it's it, we're working on it, I guess. There's a few options we could go with to get that done. I'm just not sure what we're going to do. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, we had one guy, I should reply to him, but he's from Europe, and uh, he had a really attractive offer, but he's from Europe, and I feel like it'd be so expensive to bring him over here and set him up, and, you know, he even offered to do it for free, but just bringing a guy in from Europe and putting him in a hotel room and flying him back and forth. and I, You're right I, back there to let it four or five grand. Yeah, yeah. And the Patreon is less money than people think. Like, they see the, the number on the front. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> we get about half that, a little more than half of that. By the time yeah, the fees... Yeah, then we split it up and shit and pay for things. Yeah, and there's, there's a significant amount of people, especially the big donators, like the $1,000 ones, who are using, like, fake cards that don't pay and stuff like that. So, um yeah, the Patreon's it, like I, I like the big number. I think it looks cool, but it's not what we get, so don't get it all twisted. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I I'll say this: we've still never taken a withdrawal from it. Like, there's not enough money in the bank account that we're like we could take some out and still cover all the expenses for the next adventure. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. No, it's still paying for things. Yeah, the um, I think this trip's gonna be good. I I, I um. I guess we'll. I, I, I'm not sure what kind of supplies I need. What what things I need to buy? I guess there's a few minor little things, but I guess I'm gonna need a decent sleeping bag, sort of a medium temperature one. Or and, warm, um, yeah. What do you think about? Well, I guess since you're bring, if you're gonna bring that car battery, then there's really no need. But I I had a lot of interest in that stove that you found that burned wood and made electricity in the woods. I'm just not sure I trust it. And you know, I would like to have multiple cameras that I can sit there and run for like. Like, let's say, for example, we're starting a fire and that's tricky to do, right? So we just let it run for 15, 20 minutes or so and, and pick the best footage out of that to use. You know, mm -hmm. like, or, or like, um, heck, remember that shotgun fail video I did recently? Mm -hmm. You can only do stuff like that. Just like let it keep running when you don't worry about battery life. And that little charger thing that has like one USB port. Yeah, yeah. I'm not suggesting that that could be our only source of power to charge our, all of our things. I just thought it was cool. Okay, well then I agree with everything you just said. You know, it is cool, but I suspect it's like a get your phone working again in a pinch type thing and not a, um, you know, 
awesome power solution for a team of guys recording themselves. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, if we could just get a car battery out there, I think <laughs> like there's hardly any amount of cameras that can drain it. The thing about picking a place that's like, you know, within driving distance of my house, and I know everything is, but, you know, within distance that I would be happy bringing a trailer, I mean, I could bring an ATV and, like, to get our shit there, like, if we had, like, something like that that needed to be carried. Or, you know, there could even be one there as an emergency thing, like, if we got to drag Chiz back out half unconscious or something. <laughs> tie it to his feet and drag him out we of take, the woods we like a deer. Shredder. <laughs> yeah, we could take the shredder. Yeah, we'll take the shredder. We'll take the fucking shredder. It's got a hookup in the back for a little trailer. That's funny. Then maybe yeah, that'd maybe, be the thing. I don't know. Maybe we, I might bring the shredder. Machine guns and everything. The people listening don't know what a shredder is, but they will soon. <laughs> um, yeah. So the survival trip should be cool. I, I've heard your feedback on some of the... like Some of the guys really liked the shooting videos, right? They were kind of fast-paced, edited, color-corrected, etc. But... Um, you, it pretty much at the release of the um, the whitewater rafting one, they really wanted to hear like dialogue based videos, like we did on the first trip. And um, there's a couple things people I think just didn't understand. If you do a water based thing, it's hard to make that dialogue based. Like just waterproof cameras don't have great mics on them. That's that's the scoop. Uh, and maybe that impacts the next time I get a great idea to do like a I don't know an undersea adventure. Like, well, <laughs> keep in mind that doesn't film well. You know, it, mm -hmm. so what we were rafting in hindsight was a was the less than great idea because you, you can't really talk to each other and such. Yeah, it, it won't pick. And it up. those were for everyone's information. Those were class four, class five rapids. We agreed that they that they look weak, and we said all along they look weak. Yeah, like, like it, it's so funny how that goes. They, like like there we the whole time we knew what they were. We were like, these are some medium sized rapids. They don't look that dangerous. And everybody's like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> these are death. <laughs> these are dead incarnate. And then we do it and we show them the video and they're like, these are easy rabbits. These aren't death. You guys are dumb. And we're just like, what are you fucking doing? You guys are some real <laughs> assholes, the, the people who come up with stuff like that. Because we said all along that, that it's, you know, there's some medium rapids. And it says class four, class five. They are. I guess when there's more water, maybe. But I don't even know. The, um, or less water. It's funny, you know, way. like, so you guys didn't, sadly, my GoPro stopped filming towards the end of the whitewater rafting, and all the good rapids were at the very start, like when Chiz fell out, and at the very end, which you didn't see. Oh, and oh, so I've got that footage. You do, yeah. Yeah, I'll get that out. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize I hadn't seen the good rapids. Remember at the very end, like, how it was only recording for, like, seven seconds at a time? I do, I do. When I took those yeah. off the camera, that all of those recordings were like non-functional. Like that you couldn't drop them. You couldn't play them with anything. Premiere didn't recognize them, etc. So, uh, so they had the start one and then a bunch of the middle ones, which were kind of weak. And the ones at the end didn't film and they were kind of good. And you'd look back on them and you'd be like, hey, look, that's a five or six foot straight down drop. But I'll warn you, you know, you haven't seen them yet. We did it really well. You know, it wasn't because we were awesome. It was because our guide had like 11 years experience and he'd tell us exactly what he needed us to do and we'd take five, six foot vertical drops like it was nothing. And that's just, that's that's how they went. But you'll see them when Kyle puts his footage together. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I'll I'll, I'll be more uh, tedious with my, or that's not the word. I'll be more... Uh, Meticulous? Yeah. What are you going for? Studious? Studious. Adamant. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll get to work. <laughs> I just keep playing the synonym game. Come on. <laughs> Stu I, Woody, I, I, throw I, it I, I was looking for was Motivated? Um... 
He'll be more. That's a word, right? Studious. It is, but it it, it it's someone who apply. studies well. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, but I'm what are you going for? Done. You'll get on the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get on the ball. I'll get those done. Gonna get on the ball. Gonna get uh -huh. motivated. Gonna get titillated. <laughs> yeah, I'll get those done. I've got I've I've got all that footage. I don't I don't have the clip of Chiz falling out. Unfortunately, somehow I don't have oh. that. I, mine wasn't, of course, the camera was on top of my head, so it wasn't pointed yeah. as well as I wish it was. Yeah, I wanted to see him eat it hard. I was Like, I really did. That would have been funny. I, Just to yes. see him fall so hard right off the bat. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> After riding a bus for two days. That's what you should do for the camera guy over in uh, England or wherever. Uh, tell him you'll bring him out here, but make him ride on an old-timey wooden boat for like two months. <laughs> Put him he came in, over uh, on the Santa Maria. Yeah, yeah a big barrel of spices and ship over here. So you're going to hop on a bus at Plymouth Rock. Yeah. Um, you're going to go down to the port of the East India Trading Company and just hop in the biggest barrel you can find. Uh, yeah, that'd be funny. The, uh, yeah. Very uncomfortable. What was I going to say? Uh... Oh, but the, the survival trip should lend itself so, to some really cool, uh, um, I, maybe some hunting videos, but definitely some like dialogue survival videos, which you guys like. And we're going to bring in Joe. Hopefully Taylor can make it. Um, and then uh, who knows? I don't know. Like I, I could imagine a situation where I get there a day early or something and do some shoots with Kyle. I don't know. We'll work it out. So, uh, but that one should lead to a lot of good videos. And that's yeah, that's one of the things that Patreon has done for us like we haven't missed an episode not one we haven't missed a painkiller nearly not one uh i know there were bumps in the last hangout we'll get that sorted but uh like suddenly because people are paying for this content it feels extra important to me that we deliver it mm -hmm. so you know we haven't missed any shows or anything it's yeah, gonna so, happen yeah. someday so forgive us but yeah and we, and we bought mercury like a slave <laughs> yes exactly <Yeah. laughs> uh huh you want to call a show there? Um, yep. Okay. Oh, oh, we have to do the... Uh, do we do some sort of wrap-up on the Squarespace thing? They get an end-of-show ad? I don't I know. Yes. So. Squarespace! Well, one. Fucking buy it! <laughs> Squarespace. The best. No, no, I, I, I think Squarespace is going to help... Seriously, if we do this uh, this bug fighting website, uh, a couple of features in particular seem to make a lot of sense for that, and um, I th I think it's going to be a cool thing. I'm gl I'm glad we thought of that at the same time because that's gonna that's gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. If you guys are interested, Squarespace will give you a free year. Um, I'll, I'll put directions in the description of this video, but uh, essentially, you, you tweet at them with the right hashtag that'll enter your you know that your Squarespace website into a contest. And uh, and you might get a free year from them if you win. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing that, um, you know, the, how many entries can there be in this thing? Like 15, 25? Like your odds Can't are be all that many. pretty, because it's a, it's a high effort thing to put together, you know, not, not with. So, someone's going to have to actually do something. It's more than sending a tweet. You know, you have to make a website too. And uh, so your odds of winning are pretty good. If you're thinking about... Think about doing anything. <laughs> you need a site that I goes. Should, with I should it. mock up the Japanese bug fighting website. <laughs> I bet that website could win. I think we if shouldn't really enter. If you're all. <laughs> but uh, but I do think that if we were to like, we could totally win that thing. It would be cool. And it's not Japanese bug fighting, just bug fighting. Bug or fighting. Yeah. Yes. 
What what if we just called it racist bug fighting and then we had all kinds international of, bug fighting? I no, I, I'm really tied to the racist thing. <laughs> just like racial stereotype yeah, bug fighting. Politically <laughs> <laughs> incorrect uh, bug fighting. International bug fighting. Um, interspecies bug fighting. Well, that's kind of the implied. IBS, the international bug fighting championship. Bugs. Oh, good. Yep. IBFC. IFC. IBFC. There's going to be a yep. belt, like a tiny little belt that a tarantula can wear. Oh, I am not putting a belt on a tarantula. You're alone on that, my friend. You you better hope it's a tarantula, not a sun spider. You end up with that... Are you talking about a camel spider? Necrotizing thumb. Are you talking about a camel spider? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just fight the bugs. I don't know what they are. <laughs> he is with bug names as I am with people names. Yeah. Uh, uh. Anyway, I guess we'll wrap right. it here. Uh, Squarespace.com. Just fucking buy it. <laughs> Only pedophiles don't like Squarespace. So take that to heart. There it is. <laughs>